You're listening to the Numina Podcast. This is our first episode. Things are a little, more than a little, rough around the edges. Uh, it was recorded over one session while both parties were uh, playing Destiny. So if you have a lot of clicking, uh, rest assured that we will do our best to get rid of that in the future. But anyway, just wanted to say thanks so much for taking the time to pump us in your ear holes and uh, sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy. Sitting at a nice, cool, crisp 20 decibels. <laughs> Sitting at zero decibels, that mean you can't hear anything. Wow, means you can't hear anything. Holy hell. That mean? That mean. You mean you can't mean, 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 mean. Yeah. Oh, what a great start to the inaugural episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Terrific. Terrific. So, uh, yeah, what, 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 do you, what, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> this is exactly what you said was going to happen, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, no, well, to I'm, continue I'm, our conversation on the failures of the uh, American oh, yeah, education the, system. Yes, yes, the educational system. Absolutely. Um, it's just weird because, um, like, like what you were saying, different kids different children learning in different styles and, and the system not really being accommodating to that just, yeah. just leaves them behind yeah. even when they're like, well, Oh, no kid left behind. But like your system itself is designed to make half or more fail. Well, not, not only that, but it's like, I think there, there are a lot of long-term potentially very, very damaging um, <clears throat> side effects for, Essentially, like what that sort of behavior, what that sort of um, not just behavior, but um, what the paradigm essentially sets up. Like I, I had some friends that went through the exact same educational system that I did that for the mm-hmm. longest time felt stupid, felt less than, felt like they couldn't learn, felt like they couldn't um, progress you know felt like they could because the the way they were being taught didn't suit them they needed a different approach they needed they needed a different sort of um well a paradigm they needed a different set of instructions and a different sort of teaching style and and a different style of support to get to the realizations that hey you're not stupid hey you're not you're not useless you're not worthless you're just just because this system is set up in such a way that it's difficult for you or people feel like, I mean, not to be like to get into like neurodivergent individuals, like Mm -hmm. half of the neurodivergent kids that I knew were, there was no middle ground. You're either excelling and they're calling you gifted and talented and all of these different things, or you're a complete fucking waste of space. And like, that's such a, like a, like a just draconian approach to even take to, to people, especially children, right? Like young, yeah, it's just the way that the whole society works nowadays. Yeah, it's like it's just you are or you are not. Yeah, that's, it's that's very, that. There's no it's in between. Very binary. It's incredibly binary, and it's just absolutely. It's not healthy. It's and it's also just like it's not conducive. Like I understand, and you know, like I feel like a lot of people that I've talked to sort of have this idea that you know, like oh well, you know, that's that we got a competition. Brr, brr, brr. Competition's good. Competition's like yeah, yes, it is. Yes, competition mm-hmm. is healthy, but this is. But like within like fucking healthy parameters and reason, not within these like absolutely batshit crazy pressures where if you make a mistake, you're you're fucking worthless. Or if you if you do something that 
you know, it's, it's just so weird. Like, like having a system where, and, and this is just like, I'm obviously this is all allegorical because we're all just, you know, or, uh, yes, wait, allegorical. Uh-huh. Is that the right fucking word I'm looking for? No, I almost said analytical. <laughs> yeah. Allegory. It's, it's an allegory. Um, no, it's not. What's the fucking word I'm looking for? A. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! Like when someone tells you a story and you you can't take that at fucking face value because it's it's something. And oh my god. Um. Oh my god. Hold on. That's not. Uh, oh my god. This is, this you got language. me. You got me. I wasn't no, ready. I need to find it. I need to find it. I need to find it now. Oh my god! I can't. I'm not fixating. It's. Uh, it's like holy shit. Anecdotal. Anecdote. It's an anecdote. Oh Jesus yes. Christ. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, I can breathe again. Fucking hell. An anecdote. Um. So this is all anecdotal, obviously, but like the experiences that I've had, where, um, somebody would encounter a setback or make a mistake and the times where like the instructor would essentially it's like oh you made a fuck up this is the prime opportunity for me to chastise and punish you like why are you mm-hmm. eating this with like negative reinforcement like this person yeah why is this, this your this way person, of teaching yeah and it's like and it's not even teaching like what are you teaching them you're indoctrinating them into well and I'm, i mean not indoctrinating that's a little too far but like you're you're literally teaching them and training them to have a like completely averse response to you to essentially be like you know what um cool wow like made that mistake never again because i don't ever want to deal with what the ever the fuck that reaction was ever again and then they mm-hmm. don't right they just they just fucking they completely it's like back teaching away, them yeah. like if you don't if you don't have the right answer or, or you don't understand that even if you ask or like speak up with the wrong idea that you will be chastised for it therefore don't ever ask questions. Yeah. Don't ever try to figure out, even if you think you're wrong. If you don't know, just shut up. Well, Which, this is this is something it, it doesn't teach people how to like gain knowledge. Well, this is something that's interesting. We've kind of touched on this before with like um, in past conversations we've had about how like you know the the educational system that you have it it is literally what directly primes people for how they interface and interact with life, unless they really go the route where they're like, okay. I see that I'm not getting what I need from Mm -hmm. so-and-so system. I'm going to take it upon myself to fill in the blanks, to self-educate, to read some stuff out there whatnot. And, and like, while we can say like, that's, it's, it's a good thing to do. It's also a very privileged position to have, right? We're like, Hey, you spent all day in school. Most people, most people have a job or two these days. If they're not, especially in high school, right? Where like they're Good working outside. Yeah, like where they're where they're constantly doing something. They don't have the time to supplement the short fallings of an edu- of the educational system. But mm-hmm. then you have those people, you know, grow a little older, and then you see the same kind of behavior manifested in like, especially like socio political discussions, where people are expected to have. A completely ironclad response or completely ironclad like um statement formed for their position on something we're like well no no no, i need to know where you stand what's well, like well hold on i'm trying to figure out where that is or like, I'm why? Yeah, yeah yeah am like, i supposed it, to have that made up right now <laughs> yeah it's 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 very it's very team-based right it's very like well what side are you on well 
do you do, do you do Jesus Christ? I can't talk. Your uh, opinions align with this or with that? I need to I need to know what compartment to put you in. Where it's like that's just mm-hmm. not con- that's not conducive. That's not conducive to anything. That's not. It's completely. It's it's honestly delusional. You can't treat an educational system or, or life like a fucking sports team. It's not a, it's not a game. It's not. No. And and believe it or not, all you chitlins listening, <laughs> you don't need to, to have decided whether or not you're going to college immediately following high school. Oh, no, the pressure there. Because that, there that was another pressure yeah, yeah. that's like you have you need to have you this idea this. ready yeah. to go. You need yeah. to. The amount of like, people. Not, the amount of not people. really. <laughs> you can the go am- to work for a few years and then decide. Yeah. 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 Or just do a fucking trade school. You don't, it doesn't yeah. need to be a traditional, yeah, a traditional route. There was, um, I know we kind of talked about this with, before with like how, um, a lot of that pressure definitely comes from, well, it, it comes from the fact that higher education is an industry. It's an industry now. I mean, it has been for a while, but it's, it just, yeah. again, it, it turns out unemployed debtors. If you're lucky, you can find a job to, sort of immediately start making enough money to start paying back those loans. Or if you're, you know, if you're coming from a place of, of, of privilege and you don't need to worry about that, then, well, then it's literally like, that's that, good that's, on you, I guess. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. Right. But it's like, that's that, that defeats the point, right? Where it's like the system itself is inherently fucked where you're having people go in no company in their right fucking mind, unless they have an in there, unless, you know, someone's daddy is going to like coat someone's fucking or grease their fucking palms coat sounds very very sexual mm. very, very, very <laughs> wrong way. But, um, tell me again what you're doing nah, exactly nah, nah, nah. um that they're going to they're, they're you're not going to be making anywhere near enough to offset the cost of the education that you just the loans that you took out to get that education no absolutely because again it goes back to like you have a degree you spent four years and and if you're doing generals if you're if you're going in without an associate's Two years of that four-year degree are spent on fucking generals. So yep. it's like you're literally like the idea, and, and the, of course they want you to believe it. It's like you're going to be going in, and you're somehow going to have the same bargaining power as somebody's been working in the field for 15 years with hands-on experience. No, like not not going to fucking absolutely happen. not. No, absolutely <laughs> not going to happen. But the whole thing is it, it circles back to that thing of like, what does the system? What is the system actually set up to produce, and what's the actual interest in it? Like. We can sit here and say, and I'll agree with it. I'll agree. I'll say, like, I it's uh, a co- college experience is it, it's it's um it's not something you can put a price tag on because that sort of nice dude, nice miss, um, right into the wall, warlock. <laughs> that sort of um opportunity is something that everybody should have. And it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be, and and I really, really do think that the less it's institutionalized, the healthier that it can be. Because then you don't, again, you don't have quarterly metrics and earning reports that you have to, re- you know, respond to shareholders with, and all this kind of shit. Because like it's almost in the in the to go back uh, a couple thousand years into the way that like the the Greeks treated higher education. There were schools that would literally let anybody join, and they would say, "Listen, if you can pay, please do." If you can't, there are other ways that you can help out around here that we can that can cover your tuition. You know, help tend the grounds, help teach mm-hmm. a, uh, help student teach a course, 
you know, that, that will like, you're, you're putting that knowledge back into your society. You're putting that. Yeah, you were contributing that, no matter contributing what. Something. Exactly. It's not purely monetary. And one thing that I think, I, I mean, any, any society needs to have is that you need to afford your citizens the freedom and the time to explore thought and to explore mm-hmm. different ways of thinking and to explore themselves and to explore what what do you want what do you like what are you drawn to why are you drawn to it what would you like to do with this even even if that still ends with like a well fuck man i don't know you might but you still might not know a lot less than you did when you initially started and that again like the fact that like higher education has basically formed a monopoly on that is is nuts like yeah it's just a lot of like i I spent X amount of money on thing. Thing now makes me a certain way in, yeah. in the grand yeah, scheme of things. I, like I, I am better because thing. of thing that I paid for. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's this idea that you can just. Do you ever? Um, this is this is kind of kind of uh, a bit of not a bit of a stretch. I'll promise I'll tie it in. But did you ever read any Truman Capote, like uh, uh, Cold Blood or Breakfast at Tiffany's? Uh, negative. He had an amazing quote. <clears throat> when it can, and I'm paraphrasing completely when I say this, but he had a really, really incredible quote where he talked about the concept of beauty in America. And he basically boiled it down to, if there's one thing that Americans hate most, it's somebody who's born beautiful. What Americans mm-hmm. really want to see is somebody who was either born ugly or somebody who was born, you know, average, but through hard work and determination and a continued effort over time achieved, you know, world-class beauty. Because what it does essentially is it democratizes this idea that anybody can have whatever they want so long as they work for it, so long as they strive for it, but most importantly, above all, so long as they pay for it. And that, I think, rings true to, to this day in a lot of different areas where it's like, it's not just the hard work that people value. I mean, hard hard work is valued universally across across cultures. There's a lot of right, like, yeah. Like every fucking culture is like, yeah, yeah. yeah apply yourself. Do do something. Oh man, right? you you didn't do anything today. Yeah, you're great. Well, and even that, we were kind of talking about that earlier. It's like at this point when the pendulum has swung too far into the hyper productivity, hyper grind culture, work, 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 your whole life is made to work, labor, 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 you should just keep laboring. It's like, You're stressing me out, stop it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, learning how to slow down becomes an incredible boon of just like, oh, wow, I actually didn't do anything today. What? And it was lovely. I remembered that. Mm-hmm. I'm not alive to just labor. I'm alive to live. And I'm going to remind myself that I need to live. Like, yes, work is a part of it. And any, there, there's, there is such a concept, right? It's like virtuous work or like laboring towards an ideal. But like, whatever the fuck, the idea of work has become in like, like, just, oh my God, my self worth isn't insane. based off of the amount of work I can do for somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, which, which going to, to tie it back into what we were saying earlier with, with, um, an education. Like, that's essentially how, I don't know about you, but like that, I remember feeling that way when it came to the grading system, when it came to, you know, the points-based system, the merit-based system, the, like, how much value can I generate for this thing? Well, okay, here's, here's a test. I got so-and-so on it. Now, this should ideally, right, be indicative of 
what, what this should tell me is where my strengths are and where my weaknesses are and how I can progress mm-hmm. moving moving forward. Watch when I get it. Uh, um, moving forward. But like there were so many times, whether it was sort of the unsaid, unspoken thing or whether like the professor literally um, sort of perpetuated it or teacher, what doesn't matter, mentor, whatever label we want to call perpetuated this sort of reaction through um, either playing favorites or incentivizing people to kind of, you know, go above and beyond, go above and beyond. I'm like, dude, what the fuck is the point of constantly going above and beyond? It's okay to say, hey, man, yeah. you did enough. You did enough? Well, fucking relax. You did exactly what I asked you to do. Yeah, so, good job. Good on you. Yeah, and then and you move on. But instead, it's like, it, even even the way the grades are weighed, or, you know, again, graded against a curve, to go back to the whole no child left behind thing we talked about, it's like, it all just mixes and throws up this very, very kind of twisted perspective. Yeah, I, I I don't like the idea of, uh, you know, going above and beyond in in that sense of like encouragement to do that without incentive, aside no. from just recognition. Well, that's the thing. That's where that's where we can sort so, sort of talk about like um, workplace or like labor and honestly class propaganda. They're Where's trying that? to teach us to be the most efficient workers with the lowest cost. No, literally. Literally, like, like I, we don't need. We, it's not. It's not. It's not like a dystopian thing. It's just like you see this constantly. You see this mm-hmm. continuously. Of people getting absolutely fucking shafted by companies, and like you see it in interviews too. Where like I don't even realize if like recruiters or the interviewers are aware of what they're saying. But like, I don't know Probably if you've ever been inter- interviewed for a company when they're like they when they ask you like. First off, the worst one is like, why do you want this job? It's like, what kind of fucking question is that? For money. So, so I don't starve <laughs> money and die knowledge, on the dude. street, bro. Like, what the fuck do you mean? Why do I want it? But when they also try to like guilt you into like, oh, like you don't want to be at work. Well, like, why? Why don't you want to be at work? It's like, well, what the fuck would I be doing here if I wasn't working? If I don't need if I if I'm not working, why would I be here? Why are you trying to normalize me always being here? And yeah, it's the same I don't. Thing. It's the, I have a life. It, yeah, it's the small shifts over and over and over to try to extract more labor, try to extract more value, try to extract more, 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 while giving less and less. And it's like, I think, I think the most, the most recent thing that I saw was, uh, it was like a some dude took a picture of a pin that he received. He's an Amazon delivery driver. It's his second year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, you've been with us for a year. Here's an appreciation pin. The thing is literally like the size of a quarter. It looks like a little shitty badge that you get from those like really cheap ass companies that make like, I mean, it's like something you would order for a fucking peewee soccer or baseball team. And it just says like, <laughs> it's like, it. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it has it, it has a, a fucking Amazon like delivery van on it. And it has, it's like, um, like number one driver or something like that. Or something oh like, oh God. yeah, yeah, man, that's absolutely the kind of fucking This is exactly that. why I took this job. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, how about like a, a livable wage and maybe like actual benefits? No, 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 bro. Here's your pin. We love you. Your family. It's like, dude, I just. How about you pay me more to compensate for inflation? Uh, what no (laughs) what is what's that no here's a sticker (laughs) family dude you're now work harder good gold star always give it your best effort because we want the most efficient work out of you without raising your pay thank you yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I don't know if you saw that article that came out that was like <clears throat> they're literally burning through workers because some internal memo was leaked leaked that said that like they uh were apparently planning on having everything automated by 2024 and they're realizing now that they're not going to be able to hit those metrics. And so mm-hmm. they're like worried that they're going to burn through this issue. They like, the, you know, the available stock, which I fucking hate saying that. Cause again, it's like, you're, you're already referring to people like cattle and you're treating them yeah. exactly like that. And right. the stock of humans. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, they're now sort of kind of like rubbing up against the fact that you're now well known for having such abhorrent working conditions that you'd never cared to fix because you thought you were going to automate it all, which is already so fucking immoral and unethical. It's insane. But like, what do you mean? <laughs> now, yeah, now nobody wants to work for you because you're a shit fucking employer. And it's like, oh, yeah. Kind of sucks when you make your bed and you have to lie in it. It's like another mm-hmm. thing I saw. Um, they're getting, they're having less and less. They're having less. What was this? I think it was in Arizona. They just passed a bill or a lot of they passed something, some kind of legislation where they're basically saying that you no longer need a uh, you no longer need a bachelor's degree to teach school, to teach high school in Arizona. Okay. There's, a, there's a shortage of teachers. Right. And so this is again, this is that compounding effect. Teacher pay has been historically in our and especially in our lifetimes fucking tragically low right they don't have support Mm -hmm. there's no infrastructure you're not getting you're not you're you're having public school teachers going out and buying and i'm sure in some cases probably even in some private schools it wouldn't surprise me honestly um where you are literally having to supplement the cost of like school supplies from your own pocket because the budget just doesn't give you money for it and then you're continuously lowering and lowering and lowering and lowering the standard, the, the the standard, and the and the uh, the pay, the pay for like how you know who's who's going to even accept that job. And oh, yeah, I remember for the longest time there was a uh, God, there was a sentiment that I kept running up against where it was like people were saying like you know to be a teacher, to be a public school educator, you need to fucking make sure you love it and be passionate about it because it is it, it is a horrific thing to get into economically brutal like it's brutal like you make no money the hours are horrible the stress is insane like you got to make sure you absolutely fucking love it mm-hmm. and then you sort of like you know because of that like i think a lot of people have and rightly so i don't think this is necessarily a, a bad thing well it's it's a bit of a double edged sword like you elevate public educators as you sort of like you you know you moralize them you 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 de- deify them you sort of make them heroes they become and, your mentors, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, but even people are like, oh, you know, it's so brave. I couldn't do that, but I'm glad somebody is. Well, here's the problem with that. That someone's going to do it is, isn't going to last long enough. When the best people leave your profession because they realize they're being taken advantage of, those those people are your canary. Those are, the, like, those are your canaries <laughs> in the coal mine. When those yep. people leave, the people that stick through are either going to be the people who really, really believe they can make a difference, which over time... You you might on you know on a personal level yeah, and like sure. for some students in a perfect in, world you know but not in, not institutionally right you're not gonna you're not gonna have like any sort of like resounding uh, change on an uh, like as you as one one individual like even if you're in in administration like there's so many strings and so much pressure from from various sources that it's like one person can't it's not a hallmark movie it's it takes a concerted group effort it takes organization mm-hmm. and that this is just a natural re- result of what follows. 
people are literally going to start leaving their jobs and, and making more money doing something with far less fucking stress and a, probably a better life work balance. They're never going to go back. You're still going to have a shortage of educators and, and public school teachers. So what do you do? You lower the bar for what it takes to become a public school teacher. And what is what, do you mm-hmm. th- what are the effects of that? You have people... Lower quality in education. Lower quality in education. And then it just compounds and compounds and compounds and compounds. And it's like, these. the last thing you want... I mean, there are some people who definitely do, right? Like, some people definitely want a, a less educated populace. But sure. those... Even that, when it becomes far too widespread, has very, very, very negative consequences. Well, of course. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. lack, lack of just intelligence generally is, you know, it, it's going to lead to people taking advantage of you and it's going to lead to like, like I'll sit here and preach, you know, when you're not acquiring inf- information or new knowledge, you're you're stagnating and when you stagnate, you die. Yeah. And so in order to, you know, advance yourself, let alone society or your own little bubble if that's all you want you need to be educated not not in the general sense of oh i know what chemistry is now but like you need to know well self things that are important self-knowledge and self-mastery yeah even if that's even if that's you know within within your own little head you know yeah well i mean ignorance is bliss sure but that doesn't it's it doesn't do anything yeah i mean i would make the argument that you can't really do any of those other things you mentioned until you get to a point where you do have a sense of control over yourself and you can exert a sense of like not in a sense but like you you understand yourself well enough to know why you react to the why you react to the things that you do in the way that you do and then if you aren't happy with those reactions or if you aren't happy with those perceptions or you can acknowledge that maybe hey wow that wasn't actually the best move right there then you, you're already that much further ahead in putting yourself into a situation where you can go, okay, cool, that wasn't right, or that wasn't ideal, it could be better. How can I improve, refine, optimize moving forward? And then again, like that doesn't have to be for a job or for anything that's like tied, tied to money or some sort of sense of like a no, monetary gain. For you. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, I died and my head and my I body is stuck <laughs> inside of the wall. That's never happened before. That's pretty great. Interesting. Um, like rotating on an axis. Yeah, that's great. But um, yeah, it's all, it's, I mean, it's like, it's, it's this idea that, you know, like when, when people think, talk sometimes about these things like education or, or anything really, there is this sense of like, well, I, I, you know, went through it and I'm never going back. So it doesn't affect me. Why should I, I turn that up? <laughs> or, or that right but it's like well right but everything is everything has to do with everything nothing in this world exists in a bubble nothing in this world exists yeah. in a vacuum and while sure we can say that some things affect the sort of like you know wider scale of 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 actions or interactions or, or events i should say more than others in one way or another it is all connected and if you just sort of try to turn a blind eye and be like, oh it's not my problem it's somebody else's like you know the more yeah, exactly. That's that's the right word. Um, the more the more that you turn a blind eye to these things, the more you're also signaling that to others that hey, it's okay to not give a shit. Yeah, and, you and can I, just do whatever, I guess. Yeah, sure. Nothing's gonna happen. <laughs> sure. Yeah, like I said, yeah, maybe maybe nothing's gonna happen for you. And if you're totally comfortable living like that, then go for it. But it's like no, if you're under the mindset of life is 
um, simply just living and then dying. Sure. If that's what you find comfort in, go for it. I'm not going to tell you how you should think. This sure. is just what I, what I'm believing, you know, and for, for people who don't think like that you're just made to die, life's a bit more important. Well, like maybe, maybe find ways of which to, to benefit yourself and like not just settle for garbage tier education and just well, general interactions with people i think that, i don't know i think the idea of settling is definitely something i want to dig into with you because it's like it's you ready to settle real, down totally bro absolutely fuck no um <laughs> it's it's throw it in the towel <laughs> i'm done well that actually so it's so <laughs> i remember <laughs> i knew this guy from like god when did i meet him junior high i think and he did the old, you know, ROTC route in in uh, uh, in high school, and I remember catching up with him like as I think it was maybe like a year, like as high school was ending, like as we were graduating. I was like, "Hey, man, you know, it's been a while. Like, how have you been? You know, what are you up to?" He had a girlfriend at the time, um, and they were like, "Yeah, you know, I'm gonna like we're pretty good. Like, you know, me and so and so are like uh, thinking about you know getting married, getting a house, like having a couple kids, and settling down." And I was oh, looking Lord. at him and I just thought, I'm like, settling down? Settling from what? What yeah, have you done? As you're, like, you your 20 years of life. Been not so even, yeah, stressful. 19, 20 years old. I'm like, bro, like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you want a mortgage and four kids by 22? Listen, again, like, I going back to what you said, Deco, what you said, like, if that's really what you what you want and what will make you happy, who the fuck am I to stand in the way of that or say or, or comment? Yeah, that? sure. It was the language that threw me. I was like, settling down? Bro, you just started living. Like, what are you... What? Is, what? I just... I don't know. I couldn't oh, wrap if my that's what, it, but... If that's all you want out of life, sure. You know, do do what you want. I'm not... I'm not one to tell you otherwise. But it, the whole idea of I am, you know, 19, 20 years old. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to connect all these ties and of responsibility and obligations that just limit my, and maybe not depends on the relationship. Sure. Sure. Depends on the circumstances, but like generally speaking, when you buy a home and get married and have a child, your, your flexibility and your freedom become less available. Yeah. It just, it just blows my mind that people will throw, throw that away. Yeah. So, so willy nilly. And it's like the thing that's crazy. It's like, there's there's this you know sense of just like oh if you gotta do it, you gotta do it now it's like dude, again you're mm-hmm. you're literally you're fu- you have time you have time to to try stuff out to fuck around to make mistakes to try to figure out what it is that you want to do with yourself and with your life and whatnot but yeah when it's like uh well i don't know now therefore that probably means i don't really want anything it's like that's not absolutely what that does that's, that's not what that means <laughs> just just chill. Just chill for a second and fuck around and mm-hmm. then find out. <laughs> Have some fun with life, damn it. Yeah, it's really weird. It's I don't I don't understand it. And it's honestly like I feel like it's well, no, that's not fair. That's not fair. I was gonna say it feels like it's like an American thing, but it's not. It's definitely all across the board. Um they are definitely I mean, like, like you said, like I'm I've known people that all they wanted since they were fucking thirteen, fourteen is to 
find love, get married, have kids and have a house. And the people that I know that were like, where, where they were aware enough that that was a genuine desire and a genuine want, they are some of the happiest people I've ever met. And it's so yeah, sweet no, to absolutely. see that. But when if that, that's what you want, yeah. But when that decision comes about as a reaction of, well, I don't really know. So I'm going to kind of look at the life playbook by those who have come before and sort of pick what's safe. I'm going like, to do what everyone this, else is doing. <laughs> well, and the the irony of like, you know, this this idea of playing it safe, it's just so weird where like you're actually risking so much, but <laughs> you tell yourself that it's, it's safe, right? This is a safe bet. This is okay. This is far safer than, you well, know. I don't want to get in a car accident, so I'm just going to go crash my car now. <laughs> yeah, get it out of the way. That yeah. way I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, that way it's just out of, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, it's it's really, really crazy. Um, but, oh, yeah, it's just, um, people are fascinating. So I kind of, mm-hmm. one, one reason I love talking about this is like, it's just, it's just so fascinating to see like the, sort of logical loops and hoops and ramps, it's, if you will, that people what's important of- is, is that you maintain as much freedom for potential as you possibly can. Because the second away, the second through you throw, I can't English. The second you throw away your ability to do what you want or to grow in, in ways that you maybe didn't expect um, is the second that you start to die. It's like yep. hitting retirement on life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's why it's why I don't know if you ever saw that statistic where like people who work their whole lives and have like no hobbies, right? Like they just they work. That's it. Like their identity is solely tied into their labor. When they retire my, my and, and they don't and they don't and they don't have yikes, I'm sorry. And they don't have they don't have hobbies or passions or they don't have anything that's sort of waiting for them on the other side. The like risk of death, I think it's like it goes up by like a very fucking significant amount. And it's always oh, yeah. like it's always something to do with, you know, the old fucking coronary. It's always something to do with the heart and the circulate in the circulatory system. Because it's like, mm-hmm. right, you like we, we know for a fact that like depression it, uh, basically carries a very heavy toll on the cardiovascular system and that. Right. Long, long-term depression, severe long-term depression can severely increase your risk of a heart attack or stroke because it's, it's almost, you know, that kind of like old, like, um, saying of like, you know, you, you can die of a broken heart, not necessarily in just a romantic sense, but like literally like you, you are, you had this you one can. thing <laughs> that you clung to as your identity and now it's gone and you have literally nothing but like a void that you have no idea what to do with because you've never you've never interfaced with it. So it's like this complete unknown, which then loops in the fact that it's terrifying and it's scary and it's all these different things. And so people just sort of stew and circulate inside of this, you know, this, this void more or less until they, yeah, it's like, Oh, he retired at 55 dead by 59. And it's like, that that's like you said, that's bizarre. Movement is life. Movement is life. If you're not, if you're not, seizing you know if you're not carping the dm bro <laughs> if you're uh, not carping hard enough <laughs> if you're yeah gotta seize that fish seize that carp you're not maxing um, out that carpe absolutely there's a problem brother absolutely and um yeah it, it, it the the stagnancy like you said you know the stagnancy sets in and once the stagnancy is set in that's when you just start to sort of 
dip further and further and further into the mire and um it's yeah, it's it pre-mortem um pre pre-mortem mental rigor mortis wow i like that yeah that's really good that was way too many words. Pre <laughs> pre mortis, uh, quantum mechanical. If you were okay, so to calculate the speed of a light particle. Nope, we're gonna <laughs> back out of that right now. Um, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's just I don't know. It's really kind of nuts. And then like going 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 all the way back to what we talked about with the educational system and more i think to the point of like societal issues right where Mm -hmm. societal issues inherently at least from my perspective are creative because a lot of them while they um while they rhyme it's a it's a it's an old you know the the quote that history doesn't repeat but it rhymes where there are there are a lot of issues that we're facing in the modern world that are similar to the the things you know that our predecessors have faced beforehand they're mm-hmm. also very, very unique to our time period. And that is going to be the case forever. You know, 100 years, 200, 300 years from now, people are going to be facing, no, we're still fucking around. Um, are, they're going to be facing um, much, much, much sort of, fuck, how do I want to phrase this? Not yeah, they, inherently different, but preci- I don't know if precise is the, the right word. The characters and the dialogue change, but the, but the general plot of the, the play yeah. Is, yeah. is similar. Exactly, exactly. The themes remain the same, or like the outline remains the same. So, like, but because of that, it's like, you know, we can look to the past for possible solutions. We can, that's why, again, why history is so important. Um, we can mm-hmm. look to certain things that have happened before and say, okay, well, how did they resolve this? How was this dealt with? Whether for good or for ill, right? It's like, we now know probably where, well, if you if you take a page out of it, you probably know very, very well that the last thing you want to do to a um, nation that, you you know, that just suffered to or that suffered a massive sort of devastating um, defeat following a global war is to continuously slap them with more and more sanctions and to deteriorate their national pride to a point where they feel like a, a complete outcast. Until somebody comes along and radicalizes and it, you know, sort of just ignites them. And then, holy shit, we have, we've got a problem on our hands. Um, <laughs> we're, we're back, maybe, but not, yeah, not the way we want. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's, it's just really interesting to see how many of the current issues, well, it's twofold. On one hand, a lot of our modern day problems there's so many of them. They're so ubiquitous. And because this is, I think, a side effect of the fact that everything is so interconnected now that, you know, breaking news reaches you fucking instantaneously the moment it's uploaded. That, yeah, well, and it feels overwhelming, right? Because there's so much mm-hmm. of it. But at the same time, because everything is so unique and everything moves so much faster, or at least it feels like it moves so much faster these days, um, nothing ever really gets fixed, right? There's a quote... God damn, I, f- I really wish I remember who said this because it's an amazing quote. But he said that um, today's problems are the result of yesterday's solutions. And that's I love a, that's that. That's a good one. Because a lot of the things, you know, when you, whether it's policy regarding education, like we were talking about, or economics, or it could be, it could be anything. You, 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 can, you can apply it to absolutely anything. Um, that there is a issue where, 
it's kind of like we're on a leaky ship and we're so aware that it's sinking fast as fuck, but we're just sort of plugging fucking one hole up before another leak springs. And then you don't even have time to check on how, you know, the fir- first or fourth one is doing because you're mm-hmm. already on the 16th or 18th one. And you just got to keep moving because holy fucking shit, this is an issue and this is an issue and that's an issue and this is an issue. We got to fix this. And we got to fix that. Mm-hmm. And and now nobody cares where we're going anymore. It's about yeah. keeping the boat afloat. Yeah, it's keeping the boat afloat. Absolutely. And I do also think that like it's it's kind of it's kind of symptomatic of the way that policy design is is dealt with where when you look at how a lot of governmental policies are implemented and this isn't necessarily a bad thing it just sort of it is i mean there's a reason why a lot of governments throughout the globe um traditionally move slow because the idea being we have to implement a change we're gonna take our sweet ass time making sure ideally right um, in a functioning system, in a functioning governmental system, that mm-hmm. we're going to get it right. So then when we implement this policy, we know that this policy is going to affect the way that we view healthcare. Intended we, to. <laughs> well, well, that, but also that it's going to uh, exert the extended influence over a significant period of time. Nobody wants to work on a policy that's going to be in existence for six months before they have to redo it again because it's a waste of fucking manpower, right? Right, yeah. But also because of that, it's interesting... That and in my opinion, I don't know if this. I mean, this is all theoretical. I'm going to preface that I'm not a fucking. I don't. I don't work for a government. I don't work in politics. Nope. This um, is the official statement. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, that I wonder if if it would somehow become more manageable or wieldy if like policy design almost took an approach to the way that like software design or development takes, where it's far more iterative, where you don't spend. And a year and a half trying to come up with the solution TM and then you implement it and then you're like, cool. Yeah, that's fucking it. Slap it and ship that's it for it. 15, 20 yep. years. But then it's like, <laughs> we okay, well, figured it out. <laughs> let's start a gradual approach so we can gauge the response. So we can gauge the effectiveness. So we can gauge, you know, like yeah. whether What's or not one general effective. thing we could change that might help. And then, and then you sort of, you know, you collect what's, data. What's a you, bug? Exactly. Yeah. Where are the bugs? Where are the breakpoints? Where are the things that we need to look at and we need to fine tune and iterate again? Because, because th- like, and this is a, this is a weird thing where, well, and I understand where, co- oh, Jesus Christ, excuse me. You need to tell me to shut the fuck up and let you speak. Cause I'm just fucking, I'm getting burpy. And when I get burpy, I know, I know <laughs> oh, that no. it, means, it means I've just been talking for far too fucking long and I need to shut up. You got to breathe. I got to breathe, man. Breathe. Oh, I'm good. Um, it comes from, you know, like a, a static platform, a static political view is far easier to campaign on. You know, who's, who's the guy you're going to vote for? The dude is going to get up there and say, I believe in this. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to fix it. And mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. I have the or, solution. Or, yes. Or the guy is going to be like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not too sure, but I'm open to uh, discussions and, and open gonna, to solutions. And we're going to work, we're going to workshop gonna work it. On we're going to work through it and we're going to get through it. It's like almost inherently, right? There's something in the human psyche that goes, what the fuck? Fuck you, dude. No, get the fuck yeah. out of here. I don't want to fucking talk to this fucking guy. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking. You know, that's probably a bit more. He doesn't profane. know what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. But like, this guy who said he knows exactly what he's oh, doing, yeah, he knows a, what he's doing. He's a man's man. He's yeah, a leader. He's an assertive man. And it's like, it's just these weird. It's like we're interfa- We're, we're, 
interacting with with characters more than we are with people. We're interacting with themes more than we are with the actual issues. We're interacting more with these abstractions than we are with with like what the underlying thing in an, in itself is. And it's just like this is never like I I mean I completely get it. Like trying to talk to a lot of people about modern day politics, what's the first thing you get? Oh bro, please don't. Please no, please don't. I want no. Like, you know, they're already like for the love of God, mm-hmm. I had a I had a decent day, don't fuck it up. Like they're it's That's, either it's just part of the human condition of we're really good at pointing out issues, but nobody yeah. wants to be alone with them. Yeah. And and also like what we were saying, like that's you know, the reason that, that so when you come to fix, yeah. That's the reason when you come home from work, you you turn on the TV or you yeah, disconnect. play a video game or you go outside, which is totally like go socialize because yeah. the last thing you want to do is be alone in your head because yeah. then you have a chance to reflect and then that means oh shit, I have to think about these things that I need to fix and I don't want to do that because that takes work. Well, I'm scared of change. Yeah, that idea of like reflection being this thing that should be avoided because the more you do it, the more that it threatens your self-identity. Identity, just identity. Identity. Where it's like, you know, it's so we talked about earlier. It's like there's, there's, there's a balance in all things. You shouldn't spend your entire life philosophizing and trying to work out the right or wrong way to do something. But you also shouldn't avoid it entirely. There's value there. There's value mm-hmm. in questioning the way the thing. Why are things the way they are? Do you even agree with what the way things are or or, or not? And um, yeah. quit letting to, somebody else do all the, the the hard work for you. Which again is it's like there's yeah it's kind of almost like it's a it's a passing of the buck. And there's I mean we we know for a fact that like there's there's that um I mean that's that's been a platform politicians have campaigned for far far before the United States was even a twinkle in, you know, the founding fathers' eye or like, Hey, I know better. Listen to me. I got you, you know? And like, while yeah, there's, there is a degree of it. that, well, yeah, like there's a degree of that that makes sense. It's like, it's almost much more productive and healthy for it. I mean, it is more productive and healthy for society. If like you have an expert, right? You have experts and they're going to focus on their area of expertise. That's why we have, specialists that's why people specialize <laughs> there's a reason for it right what? like we don't we don't tend to just do shit for no fucking reason oh, hold on but again it's like when everything goes when these things go too far in one direction or another that's when things become problematic when you have an utterly apathetic populace that at this point like just really kind of I don't want to say across the board, but I would say more so than in, in most in most recent years, has just kind of checked out, just kind of completely detuned and, and sort of tuned out from from what's happening. Aside from when like you know something major like the Supreme Court decision comes along, or or like you know, I mean, I guess the last thing would probably be like uh, oh when Trump was in office. But I'd also know that that for a lot of people was like that's when a lot of people were far more involved in like in the sense of like following what was happening in politics. Cause they just couldn't believe what they were seeing. But then the moment it was over, it was almost like, Oh my God, I get a chance to breathe again. And it's like, yeah, I know. I don't think anybody can fault somebody who wants to just like take a fucking break and a breather and reclaim their, their time oh, yeah. and their space. But it's like, there has to be some sort of 
healthy middle ground where you don't need to become a fucking political pundit or podcaster. You see what I did there? <laughs> uh, there you go. Okay, good. Thanks. Thanks yeah. Make sure. All right. Um, in order to sort of like approach or talk about these things, but you also don't need to just bury your head in the sand entirely and just not be aware of anything at all. But right, yeah, yeah. If there was an answer, we would have found it. Yeah, but uh, it's hard to not concern yourself when you're exposed to something like that, especially when it comes down to like politics. It's hard to to hear anything political and not be like, "Oh God, wait, that's kind of a problem," (laughs) and then stress out about something like that. Sure, sure. And then, and in most cases, you know, people say, "Why, why would I want to stress out?" about something that I have no control over. And they're right. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with like again with modern modern like politics, it's like it's become far more apparent, especially say I would say much more so for like gen gen uh, gen Xers and onwards, um mm-hmm. who really never had much of a say and were sort of that was like driven into them of just like, oh yeah, like you can believe whatever you want to believe. You can vote as much as you want to vote, but the direction is already predetermined and we're gonna keep going in the direction that, that we sort of, you know, kind of already decided on. Um, and I, I think though, the key is, is sort of moving away from every time I interface with this thing, it stresses me out and that it shouldn't, right. We need to be able to talk about these issues. Be able to look at it, (laughs) look at it and also discuss it with people who think, differently who don't you know don't react emotionally don't react um yeah. maybe it's actually a little bit of stoicism like, yeah damn yeah, it ref- people come on <laughs> reflect a little bit give it some thought Muse if you're listening it. to this wake up wake up your <laughs> brain is in there somewhere your your consciousness is just screaming it's been screaming at you for the past like years and years and years of your life for you to just think Go go sit in a quiet room with your head and your thoughts and just just be with yourself for a second, damn it, and 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 just reflect. And if that makes you scared, then then go play some video games or something and cleanse the palate. I don't fucking know. <laughs> That's great advice. I don't fucking know. I'm, um, I'm not a psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I I do think there is there's a space. Um that you can occupy where you can be involved to the point where you don't have to make political involvement, your entire identity. You can be involved. Oh God, no. you're, you're aware. And yeah, you have an opinion, but you can discuss not these things and the hill you're somewhere. dying on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, there, and in a sense, like, you know, I, I think especially people when it comes to like political movements or, or like, you know, the, which a lot of movements these days, especially like they, they run the risk of becoming fads and trends very, very quickly and almost basically losing all of the momentum that they have. But people, people always romanticize a martyr. But the reality is, is that if you, you could do far, you know, you could do far more good for a cause by remaining alive and working on it and helping it than just by dying in the name of it. There are plenty of people who have mm-hmm. proven throughout history that that's like, yeah, it's not really if if it was as effective as people thought it would be. I feel like there would be a lot more instances where like that would happen, and then the you know background situation that they were sort of rebelling against would just resolve itself. Where that's not the yeah. case. Like 
in a world where there's, and this isn't, I mean, this is an unfortunate truism, like in a world where there's nearly 8 billion of us, the least valuable thing is a human life. It's like that old, that old fucking, um, yeah, yeah, I can, <laughs> well, I mean, that's that old know. quote of like, you know, a, a, a death, a, what is it? It's like a, the, uh, three or like three to five deaths is a tragedy. A million deaths is a statistic because mm-hmm. yeah, you just like, you, you sort of run into these patterns where you just abstract and you can't even rationalize what that actually means. It's so or, grand or, of an idea so, that you can't fathom. Yeah, or it's just so massive of a number that you're just like, yeah, I literally, like, you know, when you ask people, like, can you visualize a million? Can you visualize a billion? Yeah. Can you imagine a million people dying? Those are each one of those, in, an individual with a personality and hopes and dreams and loves and likes and dislikes and all these different things. Yeah, it's like your brain just goes, fuck, I can't, nope. How big is the universe, dude? I can't even imagine how many ramen noodles you could fit in a mile. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically that. But, um, well, so one thing I was going to ask you is, like, how when you look at the the current trajectory that America is on and you sort of extrapolate maybe five, 10, 15 years down the road, like do you see it getting better at any point and in, in what way? And then I also want to sort of special, like specialize. I want to, I want to specify like what would be better? What would we quantify as, as like an improvement? Like where do we want to be? And, and no, I mean like you, yeah. Like your, you know, your personal views on like what sort of improvements would you like to see if any what would you like to like what's the direction very loosely termed right the direction of like that you would want to see things go um i i personally i like like i i don't follow a lot of of celebrity nonsense talk but uh but generally speaking elon musk's whole idea of i have the money and resources so god damn it let's see what we can do with it I I, want to see a shift in the pursuit of what can humanity do? What are we capable of? You know, we've got all these these resources available, all these ideas, all this knowledge. So let's put it to use. So like me watching all the sci-fi movies that I do, I'm like, I want to see rocket ships. I want to see people, you know, maybe maybe not. So hyper focused on who's winning the election this year and maybe more so focused on, um, you know, how do we make this car fly? Because that would be cool. So it's, it's more more on the uh, in the realm of novelty for you, then. Kind of. That's that's where my my, my little fantasy brain goes. Realistically, I, I just want like. I, I don't know, it's, it's hard to. Keep it realistic. Because generally speaking, what you want and what ends up happening in terms of like how humanity progresses isn't usually the same. Sure, um, sure. That's I feel that's 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 <clears throat> given. Yeah, but it is there's there's a lot of binary thinking just just with anything, but specifically more so politics, and that seems to be all that America is dealing with right now. For the past, just the, you know, just 10 years, it's just all politics. Oh, yeah. All yeah. it is, is, and then it feeds into personality and identity of, of individuals. Right, I, so right, now identity politics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what, what would happen if you took someone, you know, you take, take five people from X group and we'll, we'll say 
for simplicity, you take five people from the far left, five people from the far right, just regardless of anything. And you, you just take them and you put all 10 of them on a little plot of land or on an island and you give them the tools to sustain themselves, but they have to put in the work. And what happens? Are they going to settle their differences and realize that, hey, when all is said and done, none of this shit matters because we're going to die if we don't work together. Mm. So you think that a lot of the issues or a lot of the political discussions exist in America only exist because the country as a whole or in general for has sort of. You, it's you, out of comfort. It's, yeah, yeah. You've reached a place of comfort for long enough for a lot of people where you actually have the privilege to be having these discussions. Mm-hmm. And that while maybe we can say there's definitely some merit and some importance to be had in some of these conversations, that it does fundamentally come... These conversations only really arise from a society that has sort of covered its basic needs enough. Was that... Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Okay. okay. That, yeah, that's that's kind of what I was leaning towards, I, I suppose. No, that makes sense. Um, I just want to make sure I just, I'm not like misunderstanding. I, I, I love the idea of just like hitting the reset button going back to mad max and people rediscovering their primal needs <laughs> you know how am i going to eat today how am i going to keep myself alive today and so part of me the little doomsday side of me is like nuke it let's see what happens or like you know, restart yeah yeah life. And then, but, um, and then you're just going to end up in this weird, like, you know, you give that enough time and you're just going to end up with this, like the same issues, but like with fucking like, you know, star bellied sneeches, fucking right. virus Who, shit. Like, no, having three dicks is better than having four pussies. No, fuck you, bro. Having success. <laughs> no, you don't better. know. Yeah, you don't well, know shit. That, yeah, yeah. Who's to say if humanity eradicated itself from the face of the earth? But dolphins, being uh, the smart, whole, horny little motherfuckers the, they were, yeah, it's always the dolphins. Uh, well, yeah. they're one of the few species who actually masturbate recreationally. But yeah, they also besides for that, sport or kill for sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But besides that, like, say humanity is extinct, we have nuked ourselves into oblivion. But for some reason, whatever, there's some species of, you know, deep sea dwelling dolphin who over the course of thousands of years adapts and starts to form its own societies and is capable of, of, you know, creating whatever, you know, they can make homes, they can traverse land if they want to, they have the means of, of exploration and a all that. A dolphin domicile, if you will. Right. A dolphin they, they, they create a society similar to ours. Are they going to struggle with the same things that we do? Like, is yeah, it going to be a yeah, matter wonder, of yeah. if it's like, if these, oh, if you don't agree with me, so yeah. you're a piece of shit or is it, well, is it yeah. strictly a human thing to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. be I xenophobic think, in that sense? I think I understand what you're, yeah, what you're talking about. No, it, it is definitely an interesting phenomenon where like, you know, you can, and it's kind of like, it's hard to talk about this without descending into like cheesy Hallmark Disneyland. Like, you know, guys, if we, you know, if all of our, if we were together, things, yeah, or like all of our, all of our differences are, fun, they, yeah, they pale in the comparison of like our similarities. And it's like, it's hard to say any of that without kind of like just feeling like, oh God, really this again. But like at the same time, like those things are true. Like when you it's look true, at, yeah. Simil- yeah, when you, when you look at the similarities across cultures, there's far more that's similar than that's different. And there is something that's interesting when I agree with what you mean with like, you know, there's a lot of, I've, I've come across this sentiment a, a lot in my life where there's this sort of underlying 
belief and I've I've felt it I feel like more from the left than from the right where there's this idea that like which is kind of ironic because you because you would think that um, this usually gets attributed to conservatives but um and again completely uh anecdotal so like mm-hmm. not saying this is a fact um just my personal experience like that you have people who think that the reason why people distrust like um something that's different or look down at something that's different or whatnot is because there are people in power that are pulling all the strings there are people in power that are <laughs> that are sort of you know whether they it's want you to hate each other <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah they want you to hate each other because it's it's easier and like while there's some truth in that that if you keep people divided they are far easier to you know control Sure. Do you yeah. think that there's all there's there's also it's not the whole picture, right? Like that people tend also to, you do hate them, so yeah, it's exactly. Not that's a, that's just a, that yeah, person. yeah. I'm like you genuinely do despise this this person, yeah. so, whether like, or not that be of your own volition or some some yeah. one pulling the strings making me train train me to hate this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's you it's having knowledge is, is enough to take you out of that mindset. Therefore, you staying there it's, is either own, ignorance choice, or yeah. comfort. Exactly. Or, or like, or, or in some, in some weird ass cases, it's, it's, I would say it's like definitely like there's self-awareness and there's a genuine choice. It's like, no, 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 I'm picking, I'm picking this. Like I will happily choose hate over, over meeting them in the middle. Fuck them. And it's like, I'm racist and I hate myself for it. Well, like, okay, do something about it. Yeah. I can't. It's me. I'm racist. It's like, that's just me. It's like, oh, all right. And that is a choice. If you have knowledge and, and, keep it and and you don't change even though you know of the problem then then you want the problem to to remain it's not a problem for you right right because for them it's not for an individual that sort it isn't it's it's um yeah i'm racist people are just gonna have to get used to that or i'm um, I'm racist let me let me not be you know there's a difference well it's a little strange because like the same thing the same sort of like kind of almost like that's what I'm looking for. Like gridlock logic exists on the left too. Like the first time I came across the A cab, the first time I read it, I was like, "What the fuck is A cab?" And then I looked mm-hmm. it up, and I was like, "Dude, listen, I understand the sentiment. I understand where you're coming from. Sure, but this is a universal. You're claiming a universal. Yeah. And the last thing that you want to do is isolate and sort of villainize." Any potential good individual, and I use good in very, very loose, broad terms because uh, the the morality argument is something that is also, you know, we, it's a very complex thing that we need to probably like mm-hmm. parse apart and like well, pull apart and like get just, into. But like, it's just but to claim dehumanizing that, your enemy. Yeah, yeah. It's as soon as you do that, thing. it becomes easier to, it's, to it's take a, away things from them. It's us versus them. That there isn't a yeah. single person who is working in any police department anywhere that is quote, a good person. Like, do you realize how fucking stupid that sounds? <laughs> Yeah, do you realize that, how fucking childish, ignorant as fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you realize how childish that is? Like you, you are that much more. Di- it's it's so much harder to take you seriously to even try to have a sort of discussion because you've already indicated that you've made up your mind and that nothing will change it. It's a, this, the same goes for people who are like, nope, every black person's a criminal. Like what? What the what? 
the fuck? What, how, how the fuck why? do you? How do you even say? Have something you met like every that? single black person? Yeah, it's insane. It's like that's that's the that's the kicker. It's that all you need to disprove a universal is one counterpoint, and you've def- you've deflated the whole point. But they don't see it as that, right? Because they just look. They go, well, like yeah, generally they, speaking, I, I had a similar conversation with with my father the other day. He's a uh, he's interesting, but yeah, he's got some was, uh, tattoos now too. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> I think that might have done it. Yeah, courtesy yours. No, too. it was yeah. it was something like uh, we were chit chatting about like evolution and and different aspects of of and it was a weird deep conversation that I didn't expect to have with my father, but it led to at one point uh, Garden of Eden, man, woman, woman inherently evil. And he's like, well, that's why women are never, never happy. <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, what, what do you mean? And he's like, well, women just can't be happy with what they have. And I'm like, oh, I, I'd say that's a that's a personal thing. That's not just strictly a woman. Yeah, thing. And he's like, yeah. well, no, because it's like I've never met. I'm like, well, you've never met yet. N- yeah, have you met yeah, every yeah. single one, <laughs> yeah. you know, f- for you to just say x is x and that is that forever great you figured out everything you no longer have to do any more research or discovery you have figured out the laws of the universe the next rational thing kill yourself because you you've solved it there's no more work needing to be done yeah you've accomplished your and that's the same with anything yeah the second you go this is concrete this is final great now that you have your knowledge what are you going to do about it well generally and usually it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. And that's what's interesting is that like going back to the, not necessarily that point specifically, but like that um, most people that I've met that tend to espouse those kind of like grand statements, they they seem to come from a, a, a place of pure emotionality rooted in, in negative experience of some kind, you know, like you said. Yeah, like, no, of I'm course. Sure it's definitely would, like based on what. Based. Yeah, like based off what your what your you know father said, I could be like, oh, okay, like this is probably a, a man who maybe has had a string of probably like overall negative encounters with women in his life. I mean, I don't know, I don't yeah. know much about the guy, but like based off of just that, it's like, well, okay, let's say maybe that in your life you really have met a bunch of women that really were dissatisfied. Now, does that mean that they were permanently dissatisfied? Does that mean that they were going to remain dissatisfied for the rest of their lives and unhappy for the rest of their lives? No, it just means that you kept meeting women at a point where that's where they were at. Where, like, you could go the other way and say, well, what was it about you that attracted those kinds of women into your life? Yeah. You, how did you, you keep meeting these specific yeah, how did kinds you, yeah, of people? How, it, where it's like, and it's that thing where it's like, have you ever heard that, uh, that phrase of some people will date a lot of people, but they actually are like but they only date the same they jesus let me try i'm butchering they date the same they same, date type the same of person. person they date the same person like yep. you date a lot of people but you're actually dating the same person and again a different person again. but they rhyme <laughs> yeah exactly exactly that was I, I butchered the shit out of it but that's the sentiment where that um it's it's but again it's like you know looking inward is the most it's the scariest thing because we've got it's talked just about easy to generalize well, it's easier to generalize and it's also it's so much easier to write off everybody uh, else as a simplistic you know sort of monodimensional thing and non see only see yourself as somebody's complex and and like fractal and, and multidimensional because you you I'm the get only to perceive, conscious person. <laughs> right, yeah, you can you can go as far as to go into solipsism but like because you're exposed to your own 
thoughts and yours only, right? Like that you are, um, you see yourself in a light that's far, far different than you see, like, you know, someone who you interact with, like, oh, well, that's just the, you know, that's, she's just the cashier in my local gas station. Well, no, she's, Wait, that's her, she's that's her job. She's, she's not, yeah, it's not like the simulation just popped around. Like, yeah, no, my name's Katie. I'm just here to be your cashier. And da, 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 da. I'm the NPC for the day. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and I do think that, like, we've got to go back to the thing I was going to say, like, like there's uh, a sense of personal responsibility that comes when you can accept that maybe, maybe not 100 percent you know shit bad shit happens to good people all the time bad shit happens to to everybody at some point during their life um that it's really easy to blame outside circumstances and to just feel better about yourself or to sort of give yourself a pass and in a lot of cases you know like that's, that's probably totally fine but there mm-hmm. also you run the risk you run the tendency of just never taking responsibility for your life, never taking responsibility for your actions, never really realizing that the moment that you realize that you and your life are actually the same thing, you know, there's this, and it's kind of like this, yeah, whoa, bro, hold on, dude. (laughs) Like, I think through language, and this is, this is probably like, um, you know, it's like the idea that like miscommunication is the root of all conflict. Like when we were talking about earlier, you know, when you met, you have that example of like the far left and the far right, and you put them on an island. Like, or will these will these people even like communicate or or um, talk at all, or would they just fucking gut each other? Where yeah. <laughs> I think that when you actually peel back the the sort of layers of abstraction or 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 the vernacular that they're using. Um, because like, you know, we know how like powerful self-talk is and the way that you talk to yourself influences your outlook on life and influences your, everything from your mental health to your self-esteem to your, um, capabilities to to so much that, um, the way you talk to others equally so, but I think most people, especially nowadays view others as an afterthought. And I don't know if that's necessarily because of like, you know, a a lot of modern American culture is rooted in individualism. Which I think a healthy, mm-hmm. a healthy amount of it is necessary, but I also do think that shit's gone a little too far off the deep end. And so you then like going back to what I was saying with well, like you and your you and your life are not two separate things. You're talking it's the same thing. That if you take responsibility yeah. for yourself, you are in fact taking responsibility for your life. And that a lot of people, I feel like, go through periods of their lives where it's far. I mean, I've done it. Um, it's far easier. To blame others, it's far easier to check out. And sometimes, listen, sometimes you need that. We're only human. I want to preface this all by saying we're only human. Like, we can talk about the (laughs) ideal. We can talk about the ideal as much as we want. But, like, there's a, you know, we're, we're... we're only this people. is the hypocritical yeah. podcast okay. yeah yeah this is the podcast <laughs> um well and actually this is probably a good point to stress this because this is probably gonna end up being you know the inaugural episode the inaugural jesus the inaugural there we yeah. go i can, I can <laughs> yeah. speak too much wine buddy <laughs> um, yeah four four hours ago it's still in me too much bread um, and circuses <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> that's pretty good though um but um that was rude. I'm sorry. I told you to shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I like it. Oh, okay. Shut the fuck up. Oh. Yeah. Did you get the? Oh, I hope the mic picked up the purr. I hope I didn't fucking. Did you get it? I heard it on mic. Okay. Good. All right. Excellent. That's all that matters. Hell yeah. Um, oh so, yeah. I am. Whoop. 
Just we gotta dripping. cut this one short. We gotta cut this one short. <laughs> uh, take but, a break. Uh, Burby for an hour and a half, maybe two. Um, yep. But so because this is the you know this this is the first episode, I do think this is probably a good time to stress this that while we're probably going to talk about a lot of different things, um, and I hope this isn't frustrating to any of our listeners, but this is actually something that I really want to make clear and sort of do different here than than most of the stuff that I've listened to over the years is that. I'm going to do my best to not um, take a like staunch point. Like I, I have no interest in drawing a conclusion. Uh, I have no interest in drawing mm-hmm. uh, a final conclusion when it comes to my pol- my like political views. I have no interest in drawing a final con- conclusion or any sort of just like sort of like okay, you know, like I've sorted this. I'm I'm done. Yep, got it figured out. <laughs> I think I've got figured it out. No, it's like I will hold a belief to the point where. Um, new information is presented, or or the or similar imp- or the same information is presented in a different yeah. light that will then you know for not force but like give you the opportunity to re- go going back to what we were saying earlier with like the uh, policy making like it's iterative. I have no interest in like okay, I'm gonna read theory for fact is only years. true until proven otherwise. Exactly, and like I have no interest. So if in, like, you're not prone to to new thinking, then then you're dead. True. Uh, I have no interest in holding on to something if it doesn't serve us. I have no interest in discussing something to prove a point or to pander to an audience or anything like that. The whole point is like, it, like ideally, we're just talking about ideas. We're fleshing them out. We need to, I think, just in general, accept that there is no right or wrong answer in the end. In in like the like an overall, um, What's the word I'm trying to find here? Or the phrase I'm trying to find? There's never going to be. I really want to avoid the the phrase "final solution" because of how loaded it is. But like, there's never going to be an answer. There's never going to be one specific answer. Damn, all three of us died. Really? Fuck. Okay. I, I I guess. I don't know. I guess. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I was finding the tank the whole time. So okay, oh. <laughs> I just had no idea. You but, zoomed in front of us. Oh, might be, might be. I I'm so used to people just skipping that entire segment, so I just assume that we're going to do it. Um, but there's never going to be this like one rule set or playbook that we're going to come up with and that we're going to just say, Hey guys, we fucking did it. You know, thousands of years of human culture and thought and all of this. And we finally figured out exactly what us two got it nailed down. We nailed that shit down, dude. (laughs) Don't Um, worry, guys. You're you live welcome. your lives. You're welcome. <laughs> we Rest did all easy. the hard work. <laughs> sleep well, knowing we did the work for you. Um, no, sleep it's like well, sleep. it's it's like what we said earlier. Where like you know the the problems of tomorrow, the solutions of today are not going to be applicable to the problems of tomorrow. And in some mm. cases, oh my god, the other one in there is always one we forget. And in a lot of cases, the the solutions of today are going to help facilitate the problems of tomorrow. This is a continuous ongoing process and in a sense the buck always gets passed upstream or mm-hmm. i guess downstream in this case but we um, aim to shed light on on the human condition and oh no that's and, that's and invite free thought and nah, just, just provoke prov- <laughs> I yeah i don't know i mean trying to come up with some like provoking me with that bullshit <laughs> you're <laughs> like dude shut your no, mouth please. i'm gonna it's fine i'll edit it i'll edit it in post we'll just cut it out Hey, so yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't help but notice uh, there's like this uh, gap in between the time weird step. Yeah, gap we, weird. That's so weird, man. I don't know how that happened. Um, but 
So, oh God, I went off. I just went so off off the rails. I have no idea what I was trying to get back to, circle back to. But uh, uh, you were trying to basically say we're not being uh, opinion shoving down throat assholes. We're shoving what down assholes? It's not that kind of podcast, man. Um, that, that's at least like four years down the road when we're tapped out and I need to I, get into OnlyFans to make ends meet. Wait, are, are we doing that one after? I. Oh, I forgot no, yeah. which episode, which yeah, podcast yeah. is this for? This is the first one. This is the, yeah, yeah, that's the other one. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, we crossed the stream. All right. Okay. No sweat. Gotcha. No sweat. We're good. We're on the same page now. Um, But yeah, I think, it, so you said something uh, earlier when I asked you kind of like, you know, how, how would you, if there's one thing that you would like to see change in America for the better and like what you would like to see in the better, I think. And I think I, I might have it might have been a little disingenuous to sort of attribute your what you were saying just to not only novelty, but I do think I see I think when you're saying things like you know like flying cars or rockets or science and tech, like you want to get back to essentially this idea of like we're working together, we're showing the world we're capable of more than just infighting and like identity mm. politics and you know sort of like. Yeah, we don't get along, but we can work together. You know? Yeah, we can work together. Yeah, exactly. As, as exactly. cheesy as it sounds, like I just think back to like the whole time period during the space race. Like, sure, there was a lot more going on than just sure. oh, let's sure. build uh, rockets and fun-looking microwaves and cool colors. But like, I don't know. The whole retro age just really fascinates me because a lot of it's just based around what can we create to make well, life yeah. awesome. Yeah, what can we do? How can we improve? Yeah. Well, and then this is actually um do you feel do you feel like right now life in America in general and overall culture and and opportunity and all these things, do you feel like it's regressing? Um no. I I don't feel like we're losing progress if that's what you're asking. Or yeah, or I mean, I don't know if I don't, I don't, think I don't feel like we're falling back. Um okay. I think we've shifted paths from where, you know, if you were to ask somebody 60 years ago, where they, you know, if you were to ask them the same question of where do you want America to be or just the world to be in general? Yeah. Um, priorities have differently shifted and it, it feels like uh, there's a lot of it feels like attention gets shifted too often onto small issues mm. that, you know, were originally in, like put there because somebody tried to fix an issue that didn't need to get fixed because they tried to fix an issue that, it, you know, it's just this big cycle. Mm. And so it's like, I don't feel like we're losing progress. I don't feel like, you know, everything's all doom and gloom. I just feel sure, like sure. Um, there's a definite change in priority, at least in, in the country. Where would you say that and priority is now? Uh, <laughs> well, there's there's a and it's a different ball game from how it was years ago, because now everybody can have a voice and an opinion and which is all fine and good. But kind of like what we have talked about before, like you get world breaking news five minutes after it happens on your cell phone mm. and it's just like 
there is, it seems to be a lot of how do we make sure people are saying the right things, not, not saying like censorship, but like, do you mean from like a lot of, a lot of, a lot of focus is like, so-and-so said this, Ah. and this is what everyone feels about it. Like who the fuck cares? Well, okay. So like, that's that's, not important. (laughs) So I think that's, I think that's more like, um, that's more, I think a result of like the, the kind of, you know, the social media networks and also just like media networks in general. But I would say like, if you could, and I, I completely, and I'm not trying to put you in a, in a bind right now, because I understand this is a very difficult question to answer, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's like, how, how do you gauge the overall direction of a nation? Like a nation is a, is a, especially one as big as America. America's fucking yeah. massive, right? The States, I mean, it's 50 fucking States. That's, that's a lot of territory. Um, so there's, there's never backwards. You can't go backwards. Really? It's you don't always think you can, at all. You don't think you can go backward at all. You don't sure think you can you can think... be somewhere you've been before but if i if i leave my house and then i go oh i lost my keys and i run back into my house i didn't go backwards i just simply revisited so i guess maybe maybe the it's more or less think of what you're getting as the idea that pr- progress isn't linear that you're still progressing yeah. but you're it'll it'll look like it's you know one like you know two steps forward one step back cuz i was going to say i don't again i'm not trying to I'm not trying to quarter you or ambush you in a conversation, but I think a, a lot of people would say like, well, you know, the fucking recent Supreme Court ruling surely, you know, feels like a fucking step back. Um, because I think for, I mean, definitely for every woman I've talked to. Yeah, but um, but a step back from what? Like what what was the, like, the end goal? Did, did somebody have a concrete, okay, we need to be here by this time. And now that that happened, no, like, but the idea we're that not... you, ha- you had a right and now you don't. I feel that's a pretty clear example right. of it's like, it's a step backwards in from a right an idea of what America you know would have been you know this, well, well, this well, land of the was, free and you, you was, have rights yeah. and all this stuff right yeah sure like that's that's a step backwards from that ideal but it's a step towards another ideal um, maybe that's not a good one but it is oh sure but every th- every but, negative is, is it, it's it's push and pull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. I agree with that entirely. So I think maybe the problem there is that we're trying to talk about the idea of progress in relation to like moral claims about whether this is a good or a bad thing. Because there are plenty of people. I mean, we've mm-hmm. seen them. We've seen them out and about where there are plenty of people, including women, um, who you know see the uh, who see the decision that the Supreme Court made as a good thing. They don't see it as a bad thing. Um, and so again, it all comes down to perspective. It all comes down to worldview. It comes down to is this how, is this in regards to specifically the Roe versus Wade thing? This this I'm yeah narrowing down into that specifically okay, just because okay. when you said like because I like, like I was uh, espousing the sentiment that there are a lot of people who really feel like America took a massive step back because you said you know you can't go back. Um, when I agree with you, mm-hmm. I actually agree with you. I think linear progress is uh, is not linear, but progress is exponential, and that whatever. The and, and also one thing that I think remember is that when something like this happens, um, the world keeps moving forward and it usually sets the the um, it sets the stage for, for much more change. Now, again, it, change, it change, is precedence. yeah, change is change. So, what is, people can get away with later on, or what, uh, what people will be okay with later on, you know, or what they won't be okay, not with. necessarily okay with it, but like. 
Well, oh, this well, is this is an, it's so actually interesting it, that you say about like this idea of toleration because one thing that I've I've seen much more frequently in the in like the uh, the news is that people are literally hounding um, the Supreme Court justices. They're like nonviolently protesting in front of their houses. They're uh, following oh, yeah. them to places where they eat now to make their lives uncomfortable. And I think that's that's exactly like what you said. It's like it's an interesting um, this idea of like things are progressing. Now, whether or not things are progressing to what we would call an ideal is is very sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, well, it's it's uh, it's subjective, right? Because for people who maybe want to show those people in power that they're not just going to roll over and take it, things are progressing mm-hmm. toward an ideal. People are feeling more empowered. People are feeling bolder to actually yeah. say, "No, I'm, I know where you live, bro." Like you know, like they're not going to just yeah, roll and, over and take it. But no, I do so agree with you that yeah, it's it's not it's not backwards in time necessarily. No, no you, you can't, can't fucking you can't. do that. <laughs> no, yeah, no, but but yes, X happens, and so. You know, although maybe that's not the direction you wanted it to go. And so it might feel like a step back, like that incentivizes you to take action. It's almost like it's almost like a second chance in that term. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's necessarily the right word for it, but it's like, hey, you remember that thing that you wanted? Well, now they said you can't have it. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's one. It's it's almost like. Yeah, it's I mean, almost e- like because people make, yeah. don't really feel comfortable with taking action. Most people generally until no, no, they lose what yeah. they what they liked, and well, then they and go, "Okay, well, not a map." Yeah, <laughs> nope. exactly, exactly. Well, and that's what you were saying earlier is that like you know the the easiest way to incentivize someone to take an action is to is to literally revoke the privilege that they once had, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh yeah. well, hold on, what the or I mean, in this case, constitutional right. It's going like, wait, what the mm-hmm. fuck, like. You can't just do that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna sort of. We're gonna have a problem here, buddy. Um, one thing to 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 move a little bit away from just talking about the states in general, but still sort of talking about like this idea of like a national identity is that. Um, do you think? Do you think it's even possible for humanity to? Do Do you think an Earth without war is even remotely possible, or without conflict, Um, or do you think that conflict is just so integral to who we are and is sort of like a it's it's almost an inherent force that it you, it's just always going to be around. It's it's hard to say because um, I I know people who are capable of not trying to hit someone if they don't agree with them. You mm-hmm. know, so I know I know that facet of of humanity exists. You can have differing opinions and still even sometimes be married to that person. So. So in, in that aspect, sure, I, I could possibly see a, a future where humanity is capable of living without, without war. But realistically... But without, but without conflict, though, probably not. But without conflict, no. There's always going to be conflict. It's just the... Ex- it's, it's just to what extreme are you willing to take it sure, to prove your sure. point? The extent, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. You know, if if I say, hey, um, I don't think you should have the right to to have an abortion, right? Yeah. For for just simplicity of topics. Sure. Um, and you say, okay, well, I don't agree with that. I think you're wrong. Yeah. But but that's okay. You can you can choose to believe that. But then the second you go, hey, I don't think you have the right to to have an abortion, 
So I'm going to take that away from you. Mm. Then it's like, okay, now I have to enter self-defense mode. Right. And now you're also because something I believe in is being taken away from me. Yeah. And also like you, you have also sort of just painted yourself as the antagonist. And there's a, there's a clear opposing force, if you will. There's Mm -hmm. somebody who is, who is trying to take something from you. You don't want to seed Mm -hmm. ground for lack of a better word or term. And, uh, you will, you'll, you'll fight to the bitter end. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Got it. Um, yeah, Yeah. very good. It's, it's, I don't know. It's like everyone sure is entitled to their own opinion. Uh, that that's a human right is, is expression. I believe you should be able to voice something that you believe in. Sure. Um, and, and you also have the right to defend that opinion or yourself. And if, if you feel like that's being threatened, uh, as long as people just don't step on each other's dicks, and everyone just lives life and does what they want, as long as it doesn't interfere fear with somebody else's ability to do what they want, then uh, right. Then we're good. And, and that's why I think basic, you know, not. <clears throat> I know we didn't really have like a, a singular topic that we were going to talk about today, but um, that's I think the and also the fact that it's so fresh in everybody's minds because it was so recent, only what like two mm-hmm. two and a half weeks ago. Um, yeah, very, very recent. Like, I, I literally have a friend of mine right now who has been, you know, wanting, she's wanted to get her tubes tied for a while now, but like mm-hmm. now she's literally going under the knife on Thursday because of, because of this legislation change. Cause she's like, well, sh- shit, like, you know, yeah. the clock, the clock is fucking on. And she's, and she's arguably one of the lucky ones. You know, she's, she's coming, she's got that privilege where she can, she has access to those resources. She can afford it. She can do it. There's a lot of people that are, in, in a position, a lot of women that, that, that can't, that are, you know, feeling the, the sort of the, uh, the burden of this. And yeah, um, I guess and, I can't, you know, have, have yeah, sex we, anymore. yeah. Well, and also like, yeah, we are also kind of talking about it too, from a really interesting perspective, because it's like, it just does not affect us to the extent that it affects a woman, which it just, it just does. Oh, absolutely right? not. Like, it's just, it's like, it, there's no way I can know what I can, I can do my best to try to empathize and to sympathize and understand and put myself in your position. But like, I, I don't have a womb. Yeah. I will never have a womb. I can say, like, yeah, that know. sucks. Yeah. But it's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's fucking terrible. Well, you right? don't know how much it sucks. It's like, okay. Like, yeah, no, I mean, I don't, to, you're right. I don't get it. I don't. I don't. I'm, not, I'm not a woman. Yeah, I can still like, feel bad for you though. Yeah, going, going back to what you're saying about, you know, like that you can, you can, live and you can tr- you can kind of mind your own business and do your own thing until of course you know somebody tries to infringe upon your rights and take and you know like you said you let me Make do my so thing you can't do that thing yeah, that you, you, yeah exactly you uh, you do your thing i do my thing but now i can't do my thing because you know the fact that you decided i couldn't now this is where we have a problem and now we're you know progressing into i mean oh it's i, I don't want to use the term open conflict like it's an actual fucking war zone with combatants but i mean like there's like a click there are lines are being drawn right Lines are being mm-hmm. uh, being are being absolutely drawn. Um, in regard to the thing that I asked earlier about, like the future of the states, or how do you feel about you know this thing or the other thing? I will say this, maybe to narrow it down a little bit more. Do you think that in general, um, most people's faith in institutions in this in this country? And I would say this isn't a, this is probably a global thing. I'm, I'm just talking about us because obviously we live here and we're mm-hmm. exposed more to the sentiment and to the. Thanks the, for doxing uh, me. Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> they know we're fucking. We're USA boys. We're fucked. Um, 
that um you know this is just something that we're we're, we're in it we 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 live in it we're sort of surrounded by it that do you think that yeah. um the faith in public institutions is just eroding because obviously going back to the initial conversation that we had with like education which is <laughs> i think our sentiment there was like shit's fucked it's eroding it's fucked um mm-hmm. do you think that that is far more common now than it was maybe i don't know post-world war ii even during like the height of the cold war like it seems that one of the biggest things to me it seems like that like there there's always been and there always should be a healthy distrust from the mm-hmm. populace to those who govern like they're there you gotta you gotta be a little fucking skeptical right yeah you, you faith will get you killed. exactly exactly but at the same time it does feel like especially over the last i'd say 10 years it feels like people are way 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 more open and way more um sort of just kind of like uh yeah i don't fucking trust him or like yeah shit's fucked and these people are like you know it's only going to get worse before it gets better not like not necessarily like doom or prep or doom and gloom shit but like right it, it feels like there's a lot more people that are sort of carrying the sentiment like hey um things are fucked and we can no longer trust the people that are in the positions that they once were to sort of fix these things to fix them like we got to do we got to, it's, you know, you got to DIY fucking the country almost. I, so, so the question was, do I feel like that's more prevalent nowadays? Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, extremely. Um, okay. especially the last like two years, especially mm. with the whole pandemic thing. Um, you definitely saw a lot of people saying, now, wait a minute, you, you can't do that. Or like, wait a minute, this is fucked up. Well, um, Look, excuse me. It's the fact that there was there was also like there was no there was no unified response. There was no like governmental response. It was like, yeah, we're kind of like just gonna you know let the fucking states decide, and uh, and then they were just so scattered across about. Hey, we're gonna fucking take it super seriously, and then we're actually yeah, it's probably not that bad, and like you know mixed signals and mixed responses and and fumbles left mm-hmm. and right, and like. Yeah, it basically showed like, oh my god, you guys, like this is, this is a fucking, this, a bunch is, a, of this is a shit show. <laughs> yeah, this is an absolute shit show. It's a fucking clown fiesta. Like this is like, what, what the fuck is your job if not this? Why are mm-hmm. you even there? Isn't this why we put you here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are you, what are you doing? It, it, I feel like it definitely made people, you know, remember like, hey, you're supposed to put the people that you want to lead you in that position. So uh, it makes you second guess the people that are in that position and make you go, wait, I did I did I put them there? Who put them there? Like, why are they here? Well, and that um, that's, that's actually an interesting point is that it, uh, people often talk about if you want to, you know, make any sort of, you know, lasting influence or change or whatnot, that, you know, vote, vote local, vote on a local level, get involved in a local level, grassroots, yada, yada, yada. But then there sure. also seems to be this very big disconnect in between like, okay, so I'm super involved in the local level and maybe I see some sort of like positive change that is is um, uh, manageable. Nice and oh, that's sick. Um, that is uh, uh, measurable or that is um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Quantifiable in some sense. But then Mm -hmm. the moment things get to a federal level, like I don't think it's any surprise that, um, you know, like, like Congress's approval has just been fucking plummeting and it's been plummeting for 
Jesus Christ, I don't even know how long now, right? Like, I remember since I was basically old enough to even just, like, comprehend, like, federal politics, it's been at an all-time low. And every fucking year, it's like, oh, these people just do not represent us. These people do not represent mm-hmm. the interests of of, of the, those that they supposedly govern. And there's no accountability. There's zero accountability. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And Especially, so, you saw that a lot with uh, the uh, withdrawal from from iran and iraq and afghanistan this this last year yeah 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 it's just like it's it's you had people realizing that we just we just left the single longest engagement what you and it doesn't matter really which way you cut it like it doesn't matter if you start from okay well afghanistan will actually know iraq will actually know the first gulf war like one way or another right like just how long we've been sending our countrymen to to die to to die mm-hmm. or if not to die to just come home with severe fucking diseases mental or physical or just just broken broken fucking people that then get next to no care or support right from and I then mean, they wait until we withdraw to to give the reason for us being there and generally they're just like yeah we didn't need to be yeah it's like, yeah, well, then why the fuck? Why? It's like, at this point, it's better if you just open up and be like, money. Just say it. Just say money. Yeah. Just say. We needed the money. Just say we wanted Oil. resources. Terrific. And, yeah. Just say we wanted resources and just say we wanted a weapons test bed platform for our fucking, you know, Raytheons and, and Lockheed Martins. Like, at yeah. that point, dude, just be honest. Because th- this, this other we shit can't, is We can't tell them it's for money because then they'll distrust us. So instead, we'll just right. won't say yeah. why. My yeah, brother yeah, in Christ. Yeah, they hate you more now. Yeah, we're, we're fucking They're going to hate you regardless. We're absolutely brimming, brimming with trust yeah. and understanding. You yeah, did like, something shitty. Of course, they're going to not like you for it. Yeah, That's and just it's the like, way it works. It's just so strange where like this is... And this is actually something when we're talking about accountability and, and like... This is, I would say, probably a pretty fair thing to levy at, like, uh, Democrats, honestly, um, is that they are so toothless when it comes to the way they engage in debates. And they're so corporate that they always tow this PR line of saying fucking nothing while spending, you know, 15 minutes just just talking, just talking, talking, talking. And like, so, what are you saying? And it's the, it, again, it's the, it's the PR training, right? Where you don't want to upset anybody because then if you upset what you know one side, then that's potential support you've lost, or you know, in, in marketing, it's a potential customer that you've lost because you've upset them. Mm-hmm. But it's like that's one thing that like there's there's a reason that like the Republican Party has been absolutely just like fucking mopping them up left and right since fucking Bush the second was in office is because they know their base, they talk to them. They speak to them in a, in a in a language that they understand and, and re- resonate emotionally with. And Trump Trump was basically mm-hmm. the pinnacle of that for for uh, um, for for the Republican Party. I mean, it also he also showed like a lot of. I think he he started just like going far past. <laughs> he did a lot. <laughs> he did a lot. He did a lot. Interesting like, things. When he started initially, though, like when he first started garnering support, though, he started off by speaking in a way where. Right. It's, I mean, remember what, what, what people you always used to say it was he's, he tells it like it is. Mm-hmm. That was, that was literally the common thing. He's like, right. He doesn't talk like the average politician. He doesn't he's talk not, like a politician. He's not measured. He's not, he's not taking the time to prepare a statement mm-hmm. that's been vetted by three fucking PR grunts and an intern 
before he well, talks. He'll go he up just, there and riffraff. He'll fucking <laughs> riffraff, and, and he's, of course, way more relatable because he's way more human. And at that point, yeah, they're like, oh, he says he's, stuff you don't like. Yeah, and like, and I'll be, and I'll be honest, like, out of everybody that I've seen up there, and this is with all like, the kind of heinous shit that came out of his mouth over the years, and the and the downright dangerous shit that came out of his mouth during during mm-hmm. the, the later stages of his presidency, the guy's fucking funny. The guy, oh, yeah. the guy made me laugh, whether it was intentional or not, way more than I think any. It's like the closest thing I think Democrats had to that was Obama. And but he was more it was the suave, right? It was the coolness. It was the he knew how to mm-hmm. turn the charm on and be suave where Trump was just like, yeah, fuck, fuck you. I'm just going to I'm just got talk. like funny grandpa vibes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm just like, grandpa, Jesus Christ, you can't say that. <laughs> you can't say that. Yeah. As you're laughing the whole time because you're like, grandpa, yeah, exactly. what the, like, what the fuck came out of your like, what are you thinking, dude? Until obviously, you know, things progress to a point where you're like, oh, OK, yeah, like, let's maybe not. No, you oh, actually can't say that. Okay. Yeah, yeah let, let's maybe let's maybe not storm the Capitol, guys. Let's may let's maybe tone yeah, it down chill, a little chill bit. Chill out, chill out. Um, but it's. um. It's interesting just to know, like, like where, where to, th- I mean, again, this is kind of a loaded question because we talked about it's very, very, very difficult to sort of gauge the, tra- the trajectory of an entire, you know, country. But like, where do things go from here? Where do we, where do we move on? Um, how, how do you, or how do you even see, I don't want to say where do we move on. I'm going to pull that back because that's, that's kind of like, this, it implies that there's no movement occurring where, when there is, but like. What do you think the future of any kind of political discussion looks like? Do you think there's any sort of potential that people are actually going to start realizing like, hey, uh, we all kind of have the interest of our country. Most of us, most of us, right? We all kind of have the right. the interests of our of our country and, and, our, and our fellow countrymen and women. Uh, is that, by the way, is that even a gender term? Countrymen isn't is that, is that a I've never I, I don't think know it's just a I think it's, uh, I think it's, it's generic, just applicable right? to anyone yeah, within yeah, the country. That's that's what I figured. Country like saying con- genitalia. Con- country people just sounds really weird in my mouth. Just call them cunts. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> 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 oh, that's beautiful, man. Oh, all these years, and we're only now learning what the Brits knew this whole How's time. It yeah, it just took us. It just took us like almost. You know, was it 200, 200 years? 200 years, 300 years? Yeah. To, um, no, country like short for countrymen. Country shit, it's, it's so simple. <laughs> oh, my um, God. Oh, my God. We've been doing it wrong the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, that, you know, I think the vast majority of us would, would say we're on the same page that we, we want. But, well, let's start from the, the smallest, you know, and work upward. We want, you want best. You want the the best opportunities and what's best for yourself first and your family, right? Because you you take care of of yourself and your family first. And then God, I would hope so. <laughs> you'd hope so. Yeah, I mean, it's not always the case. And then you know, extract, extract, extracting Jesus Christ, extrapolating off of that. Um, we would say, I can't fucking talk to it. We're already almost like two hours into this shit. And I'm like, Yikes. I did not expect us to keep going, but let's keep going. Yeah. Just breathe, brother. Breathe. Anybody got an Adderall? I just need a bump. Um, yeah, oh God, no, please. He wouldn't know. Um, but that, uh, that we would all assume we want what's best for the country, but yeah, you would hope. You'd hope. And now, do you think that this sort of division is going to continue? This sort of like, like, how far can a can can a country's faith in its institutions fall 
before those institutions start getting dismantled forcibly or otherwise. Now, I want to make it very clear. I don't advocate, nor do I think that that would be the best thing, quote unquote, to happen. Because if we demolish an institution and we demolish (laughs) something that has been, it's like the question is what's going to take its place? And are the people who are then going to step in, how do we know that they're going to be, quote, better right again for the lack of a better have, word, have qualified. better intentions better intentions are also just the, the the wherewithal and the understanding to 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 do what essentially to fill to fulfill the role of the people that you're essentially ousting to replace right mm-hmm. how Who like, gonna be my daddy exactly exactly so like what i don't know like like what in, in a completely hypothetical scenario is it more of the same? Is it we're just going to enter this period of kind of like you said, it's just this this push and pull, this kind of like one step forward, two steps back, two steps forward, one step back, shuffle, shuffle, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or do you think like there is going to be some kind of schism or some kind of um, bigger thing, more or less, that's going to be an upheaval across the board? Because in my, my personal opinion is like <laughs> people are being pushed too far on too many levels. Yes. Okay. I don't. I don't know how political you're wanting to get here. Um, I mean, no, no. I'm just. I mean, this I'm, is I'm all... not extreme on any one side or the other. I'm very, very anti-government for the most part. Sure. 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 Um, but no, I, I, I share a similar mindset of I think people are, are getting their dicks stepped on. Yeah. And that can only, only happen so much for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Before. You know, God knows what happens or how it looks, but yeah. I do believe that um, as much as it as it would suck, and you know, hopefully it can be done without bloodshed. That uh, revolt will will come because yeah. people aren't cool with uh, being told they can't live life the way they want to. Well, and this and is the- um, something sorry, sorry. something will change, whether it be quick and drastic or slow and 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 churning but yeah yeah i think it's it's bound to happen i mean this is something that i wanted to touch on when you said you know, like people don't like being told that they can't like you know do what they want to do or they can't live life the way that they want to but i would actually like to take that a step further and say i don't think it's even i think it's worse than that i don't think it's that people can't do what they want to do or that there's a lack of opportunity it's that they can't even live life you know when you're oh, being, yeah. when you're being paid $20 if you're lucky, right? If you're lucky now to find a job that's going to be paying, I think more and more places are doing that. It's much more common, but like you're actually getting paid 20 bucks or you're, let's just, let's go for the, you're paying a livable wage. So mm-hmm. the fact that people have two jobs, three jobs, I've met people that have four jobs. That's fucking crazy. You don't have a life. What the fuck yeah, is no. your life, dude? Your life is labor. My life is to Just produce. To, your life is to... And then this is the thing. And going back to what we were saying earlier, it's like your life can... And, and, and labor is not a negative thing in and of itself. No, but, of course not. But again, it's the conditions in which you are laboring, the way that your labor is being extracted and that you're being removed from the fruits of it. And then it's directly benefiting somebody else while you're getting absolutely mm-hmm. fucking ass rammed. It is just, and you can't, and the thing is, okay, so let's say you, you don't have a livable wage. You don't have any fucking benefits. So chances are, and you need, in most, if, in most fucking states, you need health insurance. You need car insurance. So those are always, they're, all, they're already too fucking expensive that you have to pay on top of rent, on top of groceries, on top of clothing, on top of just like, you know, general amenities that you need to fucking survive and keep like normal hygiene, let alone 
to time for leisure and recreation and rest, which is productive, not even to factor mm-hmm. in what we talked about earlier about like, do you have the opportunity to progress? Do you have the opportunity to better yourself? Do you have the opportunity to to learn a new skill, to truly live, to truly feel alive? Now, with gas it being fucking, what is it, like $50,000 a gallon, apparently, when you're yep. at every fucking pump. It's They're just removing in. your ability to travel. You can't travel, so your entire fucking, uh, your entire life becomes just sustaining this endless, like, uh, you're, you're moving water from a shallow basin to an empty basin back into a shallow basin again and again. Yep. And you, you're not even living. You're not even living. How, so how do you live? How do we make this person live life in this tiny little sweaty smelling ecosystem? Yeah, if we just keep them in a box, it'd be even better because the more little boxes we can eat, sell, eat your the bugs more money and we can live make. in a pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat your fucking protein bug cricket shake, live in a pod, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. And it's like, mm-hmm. dude. And this is this is this is where I, I am truly flabbergasted. Where and this is where I really do think that greed and avarice are mental illnesses. Like, I wonder if they're actually listed in the DSM-5 because they must they be. be. No, they should be because, like, there is no rational, sensible person that can look at saying having a billion dollars. Actually, and Elon Musk is somebody that I would love to kind of uh, circle back to because you mentioned him earlier. Um, mm. Somebody that can have that much wealth, that much potential. And, and to just want more, 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 more. If it's not enough money, I want more attention. If I don't have enough attention, I want more influence. If I don't have enough influence, I'm going to breed every fucking woman I come across because like I want more kids. It's just, yes, it's a, it's malignant. It's utterly malignant and it's incessant. It's like drinking from the fucking ocean and expecting to sate your fucking thirst. It's not going to happen. You're we drinking salt water. <laughs> we are ball. We drink mounds. We hate to see. Or we. <laughs> dude, yep. Like, no. Nope, got it. Yeah. That was it. That was it. Um, no. But really, that that it's like it's just it's incessant and it never ever 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 stops. And actually, this might be a better episode. This might be better for a different episode. I don't know if we want to cap our episodes at any sort of length. I'm fine. I don't know. You could just like do we can just part two. Yeah, exactly. Whatever, exactly. Whatever the fuck. Yeah, because I would love to actually talk about the sort of way that we're training ourselves and that we're training our youth and that we've essentially been trained to some extent. And that we've and I know we've talked a lot about it's sort of having to untrain ourselves from the sort of psychological loops and tricks and things that abuse the reward pathways in our brains to get us to, you know, be much more susceptible to addiction, to get us to be much more susceptible to like things in gaming in particular. Now, again, without, uh-huh. I don't want to preface this by saying like, ah, again, you know, it's all, it's all a ploy by the mega rich to try to control. Like, no, 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 no. I think these things are, they're, they're, they're coming across as, as that, you know, it's a simple monkey brain shit. Monkey presses blue button and he feels really yeah. good. He's going to mash the shit out of that blue button. Anything, it can happen with sex. It can happen with drugs, food, liquor, whatever, right? Any, anything that induces that and monkey stimuli. will be way more willing to do what you want them to do if they are uh, fed and horny. Yeah, no, well, that's very true. Actually. That's <laughs> very true. true. Yeah, no, I can't argue with that. Just, uh, that's yeah, how they got monkey. me. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, so going back to that, we're like, if you are trying to design a system in which you can keep your working class under control, under control implies, and again, without any sort of negative connotations that under control can can sort of I mean, it typically gets gets you know uh, um, kind of 
attributed to like this, you know, hardcore like anarchists or hardcore like fuck you, don't tell right. me to do anything like that. Control, the man. Mean, like, yeah, the man. No, no. Con- by control, I mean that also that it's not some. It's not necessarily somebody above you that's controlling and monitoring every one of your behaviors, but that you are literally also in control of your life. You're stable. You're state. You you know that you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. You know that you if you if you want to take a fucking vacation, you can. You are secure. Okay. You're secure. Yeah, you're okay. You're you're taken care of. That it bog. It's mind boggling that the avarice and that the greed and the lies can get to this point where these people act as if they don't share the same earth. They act as if they can just oh, yeah. fuck off to another planet. And they act almost like, like they don't understand what a human is. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like there's this is clearly uh, uh, it's a malignancy. It's clearly some sort of some sort of psychopathic tendency, and we've somehow managed to create a system that promotes that kind of behavior. That promotes the you know it's from the 80s. The American greed is good. The fuck you, I got mine. I mean, there's a reason why American Psycho is still to this day not just a cult classic. It's it's a it's a fucking literary and and cinematic treasure because it captures the essence of that like soulless psychopathy that is rooted mm-hmm. entirely in American individualism. And then this kind of like, no, fuck you. I got mine. I'm better than everybody. But inside there's literally not even a person. It's just a shell of a human. And it's like, right. you just become a machine. Yeah. You're just a machine in one way or you're, another. You're and part of the gray goo of, yeah. of nanobots. just designed to consume. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and it's the thing is like, I don't think that to some extent, I don't think that the people that are in power are completely immune to this either. I think they're, they're sort of having their springs pulled by by a lot of things that um, they also have no control over. I can imagine that the the rush it is to get to be at the helm of a company like Apple. I'm sure Tim Cook wakes up every morning with a raging fucking hard on because he knows, like, yeah, I fucking run Apple. My life's going mm-hmm. fucking great. I'm fucking excellent. And I'm gay. Suck it. The fuck you gonna do about <laughs> Eat it? Eat a whole dick. Yeah, literally. Like he's you know, it's like that, that, that it's it's addictive that that even those individuals to some extent that you know it's that we're we're all whoops, we're almost fucking fell off that ledge. We're all slaves to something. We all have that thing that motivates us to keep going. We're, we all have that sure, thing yeah. that we fight for. We all have that Everyone's thing. Everyone's gotta drive. Yeah, exactly. That thing that drives us. But it's like when that drive gets to a point where it's utterly disconnected from the environment that it is actually taking place in just because just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening right just because you're blind to it doesn't mean that it's not there churning in the background radiating outward and and leaving its influence you know from from like well everywhere it goes essentially and so mm-hmm. it's just i don't know it's just such a such an interesting fascinating fucked up weird world to be in because I, I, you know like I do want to stress that while we do talk about these things and they are essentially, you know, like politics, I feel like more than anything gets talked about from the premise of the problematic. And by that, I mean, is that there's a problem. Here's the problem. How do we solve it? And a lot of politics is that these days, there are a lot of problems. We're aware of right, that. Yeah. We're all aware of that. And problems negative are inherently, they carry a negative connotation. And so, there's this inherent negativity that comes from talking about these things, but I do feel like I would like to try if, if we can in some way, like to just shift it back more towards the productive and the positive instead of, you know, 
it, it, instead of rolling around in the mud, as that old saying goes, that, you know, the ro- rolling around in the mud is not the best way to get clean, where I don't really have an interest in, in just like <clears throat> perpetuating negativity or perpetuating a distaste for these kinds of conversations, because I feel like the only way we're going to get through these things is by going through them. It's not, it's by, by, si- yeah. it's not by, well, that's, that's the, the thing is yeah. because, because problems, like problems are, are a, like a problem is simply something that needs improvement and yep. or in some and cases to look at something and go that stresses me out therefore i'm not gonna try to improve it i'm not gonna yeah. try to fix that problem because it makes me feel upset or it stresses me out is it's just it's weird i don't know because like stress people view stress as a bad thing it's not Stress is one of the best tools you could ever have in your life. That's what fuels you to go do things. If you're sitting there and you go, oh man, I, I've got all this stuff that I need to do. I need to go do that today. You know, then you go do it because that's, that's stress that makes things priority. Yeah. Uh, if you uh, weren't stressed out about, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, if you were out in the woods all by yourself and you're like, man, I'm hungry and I might starve to death. That applies stress. So you're going to go feed yourself so you don't starve to death. Like yeah. stress is important. Yeah, there's and there's so, views and there's yeah, yeah, yeah. To view something as just inherently and forever as negative, such as a, as a problem, then that's that's not using it. It's yeah. There there is no one side to anything. No. No, no, there's nothing, there's nothing one dimensional in existence every, yeah. And, and that's, it goes back to that thing that like everything is interlaced, everything is interconnected. And, and while it's not necessarily beneficial to continuously pull at the seams and just sort of, ah, see, and this and this, and this, cause that you can very easily, you know, I mean, that's, that's literally how a conspiracy theorists get their start. You just start to mm-hmm. make connections with shit that may or may not be there and then you keep extrapolating and then you start to form rationalizations for these connections and the next thing you know you're fucking trying to convince everybody how there's like small little gray men that live inside of everybody's phone that are actually siphoning your ether well every time you text and you're like okay dude like let's 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 pull i mean yeah i got i know a couple you know pretty cool pretty cool guys um but like yeah it, it can it can go you know uh it can get derailed pretty pretty fucking quickly and so like but the thing you're talking about stress what i find interesting is that like <clears throat> it's all it's all a balance and i think that really to kind of pull all these different things together that we've been talking about since the, you know we started this episode is that there is a, a usually and this is this is something that is is very much um evident in nature like things tend to not remain imbalanced in nature for far too long right yep. that typically when there's something is so grossly imbalanced things tend to fucking kind of course correct on their own in one way or another and whether we can you know visualize that as energy or as attention or as uh influence or action what it doesn't doesn't really matter how we how we look at it i think the the, the underlying thing happens that that it things nothing happens in a vacuum and everything reverberates inside of this sort of you know sphere of existence that we know as planet earth and mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you talk about stress in particular and like you said you know this avoidance of stress or 
this this sort of reluctance to embrace the positive aspects of stress is because we we start again it's the it's the the move away from binary thinking into a much more i would say maybe indirect kind of i don't want to use the word like multi-dimensional but like maybe multifaceted multifaceted or fractal almost in a sense that you're 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 approaching things for like when you think about the 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 faces of a diamond or the gem right ogres are like onions exactly existence is like an onion and also quite like an ogre and uh yeah there's there's layers there's there's there's, there's, it fucking sucks it smells like shit (laughs) Oh wait, that's just, that's just me. I've been sitting here sweating for two hours on this fucking episode, so I'm gonna I'll be here. Be um, no, it's like <laughs> there are there are things that um, that it's it sounds so silly to say this, but very rarely is anything what it seems, right? From from our perception of it, and that. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's not practical to sit down and to have a two-hour discussion about a very simple occurrence that might have happened in, you know, um, today or or some fucking, you know, famous person said something somewhere and therefore we have, you know, everyone's losing their minds over whatever. Um, sure. Like ev- everything, everything has to do with everything. And of course, that's not a not a very fucking simple thing to accept because it's not practical. And then we do sort of. Uh, reduce and kind of obfuscate the the depth of things in order to make them a bit more pragmatic. Ra- we rationalize them, right? We compartmentalize. That's what the intellect's great at: compartmentalizing and and sort of make putting, it small so you understand. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But like the risk of that is, like you said, you know, for example, with like stress, that all stress bad. Me no like stress. Never want to be mm-hmm. stressed. Whereas there's actually a concept yeah. known as eustress. And eustress is a really fascinating thing because eustress tends to occur when you're actually in the in the flow state. And it's actually it's like I've read I, I know that I think there's some like um like sports uh what's what's it called? Fucking uh sports psychologists. <laughs> sports ball, yeah. There's sports psychologists that I've read that basically like there's a theory I came across years ago where like they think that the concept of eustress is actually what hap- what it's like pr- helps induce the flow state. And so mm-hmm. what that means is that you are under stress, there's pressure, there's a pressure to perform in one way or another. And now this is, this is uh, right now, my example is sports, but it could be, you know, it could be this podcast episode, we knew we were going to be recording it, we knew we were going to be talking. Um, and there's an element of, I think, attention that is present that isn't typically present where, well, that's not true. We typically have these kinds of conversations, even when we're just playing games together or streaming, but like, that, because we knew and we sort of prepped ourselves, primed ourselves there's this element of like, okay, we're going to get into this maybe more like pressure heavy slash stress state, but that that's going to help us get into like the flow state much, much better because you're sort of priming yourself. You know what to expect. You're going to go boom, curtains up, lights on, let's go act one, scene one, boom, you know, you're, you're in the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, where as if that goes too far, then the stress becomes negative and it becomes that conventional stress, right? Of like, right. I, I just worked a fucking 60 hour week. I haven't seen my kids. I have no time to myself. I'm losing my fucking mind. And that's where it's like. And it, now it, let's re-record a podcast episode. Yeah, now we have to record a podcast episode. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, there. it's again, going back to that concept of like, it's balance. It's balance and it's moderation. And I really do feel like that's one thing that 
I don't know if it's because it's so much easier to have a voice now that, that you can project onto, you know, a platform and reach millions, billions of people. But that's a little, uh, it, I don't mean us. either, buddy. Mean this us. is episode one. No, 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 no. I don't mean us I mean, in general. Um, that that it's um there's this amplification of emotion right there's this amplification of or there's a sense of urgency with every little thing like twitter twitter is like notorious for this right mm-hmm. there's something happened and all of a sudden you know you have thousands of people reacting to it and and adding their own you know opinion to it and, and adding onto the thread and building it and building it and building it and in a sense like this is this is all psychic energy right this is all mental energy this is attention this is human attention and like right. This builds. This is something that we are very, very, very in tune with. Go to any fucking massive concert and tell me you don't feel something. Unless you're, you know, fucked out of your mind. But if it's like a band that you absolutely love and you're there and you're feeling that energy, it's it's a very profound thing. Like you it resonates on that level. But like I think because of that, things feel so imbalanced because like you said, like earlier, way back when we were talking about it, like there's always a new problem. There's always a new crisis. There's empathy burnout, right? There's all of these things where it's like, dude, oh my God, I'm aware this is happening. What the fuck do you want me to do about it? Where, right, yeah. you know, the answer could literally, it's probably just simple, as simple of, it could be just as simple as, excuse me, as just don't bury your head in the sand. Nobody's expecting yeah. you to do Breathe any, and yeah, yeah, think yeah. about it. Yeah. Be ready and, for something. Yeah. And then, generally, and then move forward. Just be aware of it. Yeah, I think it's just awareness, right? Awareness is really, I think, we're, we've been kind of tiptoeing it around all episode, but it's awareness, and this is actually probably a really great way to loop it back to education, is that I don't think that we have any sort of, uh, if you're lucky, if you're lucky and you have a good teacher, and again, this go, and I'll reiterate what I said at the beginning, I don't think this is limited to just um, public schools. I think private schools are susceptible to this as well, just from a different point of view, because in my opinion, you know, private schools take a lot of like the parents' money. And because of that, they're also I, I've talked to a couple of people that have that have worked in public schools that they almost feel more pressure there to do what the parents want as opposed to what like the state curriculum dictates, because a lot of those parents are very fucking litigious, right? They're lawyers oh, yeah. and they're loaded. And that, it's like yeah. and they will sue the fucking shit out of you if they don't if get their, their baby way. doesn't get at yeah, least yeah, 30 yeah. minutes of crayon eating time a day exactly exactly and so it's like i don't think any of those environments are conducive to something that promotes awareness first and foremost self-awareness and second you know furthermore it would be a sense of awareness that you are able to interface and interact with all of these sorts of things without letting them pin you to the ground with the weight of them right that you can you can look at it and you can interact with it and you can set it down and move away and you know it's there and you don't need to continuously revisit it and pick at it like it's a scab but that yeah you're it's not a a hole in your ship but it's a weak plank so just exactly keep it in mind keep keep an eye on it yeah yeah and when you when the time comes where you can you know, get around to, to fixing it, whatever the issue may be, then, then take the time. If, yeah. If then. You can. But don't, don't let something trivial take priority just because you found it just now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just absolutely. because something just happened or that even, even, even if it didn't just happen or, but like, for instance, even if, you know, someone hearing about the educational system right now 
now makes it a stressful issue is like, oh my God, well, yes, we need to fix that right now because no, I just yeah, heard about no. it. Like, no, no, these things no take that's time. not what we're saying. Yeah. These things take just time. Yeah. And it's like, be, I know be that- aware of it so that when the time mm-hmm. comes, if you get the opportunity to, to do something, or if you feel the need to do something that you can go about that at your own pace in your own way, but don't, don't stress out. Don't freak out over something that you can't immediately affect. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because the panic isn't going to do you any, any, any good. The panic is only going to make whatever work. If you are setting out to do any kind of work, right? Like rushing, it's, it's Mm -hmm. the old, it's that old saying that haste makes waste. Rushing is only going to make it far, far more difficult for you. It's only going to make the process take longer. It's going to be much more painful that, and then it's Uh the idea of, you know, moving, moving through these things with, with a sense of grace and with a sense of just like, okay, cool. I understand. I'm going to move through this. It's going to be okay. I'm going to pace myself. I'm going to fucking breathe. Don't forget to live. And then just keep keep moving forward. Keep moving through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's what, what uh, stress will turn into. Just just before we move off of that is if, if you have too much of it, it will turn into panic. And that's when you 100%. feel like overloaded. 100%. I actually, that, I'm so happy you, I'm glad you mentioned although that. Although stress is a tool, just... Don't don't overload yourself with things, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's also that idea, like, <clears throat> um, of where, where I think we have, you know, we're seeing so many more people, especially young people, just have these, you know, like anxiety issues and anxiety diagnosis. The thing they get on, you know, like really, really heavy pharmaceuticals to try to help mitigate. And and I am going to be the last person to say that pharmaceuticals are evil. Again, nothing. I'm, we're we're gonna move away from the from the fucking, you know, universal binary trend of yes, this or no, that it's like, no, it, it exists mm-hmm. because it works to an extent. And like there, it, it can definitely help. There are pros and cons to everything. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. And it can definitely help people get the help they need to be able to do the work that they need to do on themselves to, to, you know, improve. But, um, <clears throat> I do think that that is one of the like leading sources of, uh, of anxiety in, in, in young individuals. And I would say some, even some older now that have been using social media for long enough for not even social media, just the internet, any sort of, any sort of like massive connected information network that exposes you to so many different things at any given point. Right. It's like, there's just literally a never end, never endless Jesus, a never ending source of stimulus and information. And Mm -hmm. it's just going to, it, it's it's never going to stop. That mountain is going to keep mounting and mounting and mounting until, of course, it's, it's threatening to fucking you know burst all over you. That fucking oh. weird. No, no, don't. <laughs> mounting, don't, bursting, no, stop, stop, all over me. me. <laughs> Pour <laughs> some sugar. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, the the sentiment was there. The vernacular wasn't. But um, no, uh, the idea was clear. <laughs> okay, good. Um, that. Yeah, it's like it's it's that whole thing of like, you know, the 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 push and the the move towards, you know, practicing mindfulness and med- and one reason why I think meditation has become so much more popular <clears throat> that it's and and hilariously enough, in a weird kind of roundabout way, it's actually sort of re- like reconnected with like the intent of meditation and not as just and mindfulness and not like yoga is really great for relaxation. It's like, yeah, that's not what it's for. That's not, that's yeah, not no. why this practice was invented. It's to, to get you in touch with yourself. 
to get you rooted into your back in yourself to, to get you to, touching yourself yeah that's exactly do we have to <laughs> pervert everything? i love yoga oh so much it's in the pants man it's the pants to get me um no but but ab- absolutely there's i don't know there's there's a lot of of weird uh, reemergences of certain things like for example uh like therapy yeah i don't know if you've noticed but a lot of like oh sign up for better help or like just a lot of people like just promoting openly, seeking therapy even though like about it five Ten years ago, it was huge controversy because it made you look uh, made you look weak. Yeah, made you made look you, in, not in control. You made, need to, made, yeah, like yeah, 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 if you yeah. went to therapy, you were crazy. Yeah, but now it's like if you, you go to therapy, handle, yeah. you're you're you are in control of your life. You're you're almost healthier than somebody who doesn't because you are able to realize there is a problem and then use a modern tool yeah. such as therapy. Not saying that's strictly modern, but you I'm are using in a, the Western, an in the Western tool sense, yeah, yeah. to fix a problem. Yeah. It's almost as if you want to fix a problem. Whoa, hold on. Yeah. That's important. <laughs> yeah. Lo- looping it back to the, you know, the initial thing. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's interesting when we talk about, uh, we, we kind of touched on this earlier with like, where you will come across individuals who will find a scapegoat for absolutely every one of their issues and continuously prop up that scapegoat as like this effigy that they then, you know, basically cast all of their, all of their, uh, negativity on whether it's somebody that it could be, you know, I mean, people do this in really weird ways. Sometimes people will, you know, just, just like, Oh, I'm going to fucking, you know, send this like, slightly well-known person in my in my fucking town some fuck not even like 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 a death threat like people who send death threats to fucking celebrities or some shit is just mind-boggling to me i'm like dude like mm-hmm. how far Why? have your malignant like personality and like and and like fucking psychological traits like progressed to where like you think that's okay so like you've rationalized you, th- you thought that was a good head. idea yeah, yeah, or like you, even if you're like beyond even thinking about good and evil, oh like, like your impulse has gotten to a point where like you just fucking like, yeah, let's go, like fucking that's that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna literally why I deleted TikTok and most social media, but that's we'll save that because that's a that's oh, a, another okay. rant. But interesting, you know, we could do it after this because I need I need to talk less. I'm like my, my I'm feeling it now. I'm like goddamn, I, I gotta let Cody talk a little bit more. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm I'm just quite I'm good at listening. This is this is an issue that me and my my buddy are having with with our podcast is because he's he's a talkative guy, and I I am not. Oh, you totally my are. my whole life I'm just like one of the people that just interjects little witty sarcastic quips. But nah, so we'll do a total um, flip. We'll do a total flip on it. Yeah, I was flip thinking, it on its head. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I was thinking. By the way, speaking of the podcast, um, I had this idea of just like. Uh, I know we were kind of like, I was just going to call it the Numina podcast to sort of, you know, help like lean into the brand that's already there. But I was like, what about the boosted ghost? That's fucking boosted cute. Ghost. I don't know. I don't boosted, know. Maybe, maybe ghost. that's like a good segment or something or a little like fucking, uh, mini turbo specter. Turbo <laughs> Ooh, there you go. There you go. I don't know. I was drunk. Don't worry about it. Moving on. So, but yeah, yeah like that, 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 that it became like, yeah, like these, these, these thought patterns and these these like behavioral patterns essentially ultimately like 
when they're untreated, they only grow, right? What wherever wherever your attention goes, your energy goes. And mm-hmm. wherever your attention is, it's very easy to fall into that root, right? In the, into that like not root, excuse me, rut. Where when you think about like look, have you ever have you ever rid, uh, ridden a dirt bike? Yes. Okay. Have you ever ridden it out on a track? Like a like a proper like track or like a trail like that has like that's like, uh, well, that's well like used. Not not like professional, but I have had a couple neighbors with like tracks in their backyard. Okay, perfect. That's that. No, that's all. That's all I need to know. So like you know from firsthand experience, if you don't want to fucking spill and eat a bunch of shit, that you stick to the fucking rut. If it's fresh, right? Yeah. You find you find the best rut, which is usually on the apex, and if you don't. You are, you're not trying to, you don't try to break out of a rut mid fucking turn. That's an easy oh, way to absolutely lose traction. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then you just, you're just fucking taking a spill. So the idea Good that way movement, to shit. yeah, the, the idea of the fact that like, you know, the movement in this, and um, this is kind of a weird analogy, but I promise to pull it together that movement okay, we'll get there. In, in, in any way, it doesn't have to be, you know, a dirt bike. It could be, it could be like the way that water flows through you know in a, a path created by erosion is that movement is always increased where there's less resistance right ruts mm-hmm. by definition are made by repeated movements and there's less resistance and the same thing goes for mental patterns right that you are going to fall into patterns you're going to fall into certain patterns of behavior and that's why like positivity is really really difficult to learn if you've made a habit of being negative and miserable but this is the mm. unfortunate truth that I think, like, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, when I was at my worst, the last thing that I wanted to hear from people was that you just need to change the way that you think. It's actually more yeah. in your control than just than you be think. happy. It's all, just be it's happy. All yeah. Head. But it's like there was a, there's a massive kernel of truth there that that like it took me a while to, to get to and to realize. But that you're I'm like, oh, that you're right. Like these things happened to me. They fucked me up. I'm, I was very, very down in the dumps, blaming myself, feeling sorry for myself, hating myself, hating others, hating circumstances, being unfulfilled, you know, I mean, you just ran the whole fucking gamut of sort of like depressive, like malignant, you know, like negative thought patterns until it's like Mm -hmm. you do make, you realize that it's like, if you, if you start making little incremental changes and that's what it is going back to what you were saying, like that you can't just implement a massive decision and just like, all right, everybody, let's just turn this fucking you know freight Fixed carrier <laughs> on a on a on a di- excuse me on a dime. Like you're going to, it's going to take time. You can incrementally make those changes, but that you can you can absolutely and you should get to that point where the positive thought patterns become as habitual as all of the negative ones used to be. And that mm-hmm. you realize and catch, and this goes back, goes, this goes back into like the, 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 what you mentioned with therapy and with mindfulness, that you catch those, those uh, negative thought patterns much, much easier because now you're far more aware of them because you're separating yourself from them instead of yeah, ascribing you know yourself. <laughs> yeah, of like, of like blurring the line between yourself and, and a thought. And being like, oh, wait a minute. I don't actually fucking think that. I'm not going to listen to that fucking voice. Fuck that it, fucking it's voice. Not, it's not so much, you know, I have depression, therefore I am depression. But I it's depression. like... It's nice to meet you. I depression. Yeah. It's like I Is that the am Will Smith movie? dealing post, with, post with depression. Have? I'm like, sorry. I, I am currently depressed. Like, yeah. it's... 
Yes, yes, yes. It's not it's not as simple as just saying, "Oh, you're depressed. Here's a label. Here's a uh, here's a prescription. There you go. On your way." Yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's harder to well, and to that's put. I don't know. I lost my train of thought. No, sorry. I was trying to blowing up aliens. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to interject really shitty like Will Smith jokes. When you said I depression, so uh, sorry, I need to learn how to shut the fuck up. And, and just, well, I am legend. Oh, I was thinking more like I robot, but I depression. Post, Both you are know, good. The, Both the, good yeah, the Chris Rock scenario. But anyway, um, but yeah, no, you're right. It's like it's it's learning to separate the fact that, yeah, you like you are this thing you are, you know, and that's where a lot of the negative self-talk comes in and why the way we speak to ourselves matters when you say like, I'm such a fucking loser, I'm just sad. I'm just this. I'm just that. It's like, no, no, you're feeling this way. These are feelings yeah. and they're, and they're, and they're coming from, again, not to, not to like devalue them or to, to sort of like diminish them. They're coming from a place that a part of you is trying to communicate, right? Like, a part, like you're, you're, you're trying to tell yourself something, something in your life isn't going the way that it could be or isn't going the way that it should be or it was. And then, you know, pivoted, but like, that it's not just like you're not a piece of shit because you feel this way. You're not a loser because you feel this way. In a sense, even the idea of winners and losers is just a complete bullshit fabrication. And, and I hate to use the term social construct because apparently everybody's now sucking Foucault's dick. But like, it's just like, I, I just, it is, it is. There are no, dude, we all die. Like, yeah. we, lose, <laughs> we lose it all in the end. What the fuck else? And, it, and, and you'll in never regardless, see a hearse with you know, a trailer hitch. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, yeah, like we, w- the end is assured. There aren't like it's again. It's like that. It's that the concept of memento mori, right? And death is the great equalizer. Ah, is yes. that regardless of your status in life, regardless of how much earthly possessions or wealth or influence or fame or beauty or whatever the hell it is you manage to acquire, you give it all up in the end. And regardless of what mm-hmm. you believe happens after it, it the, the truth remains. You that still leave. <laughs> you still leave. You still leave. Yeah. You still leave it all behind and you leave. And so it's like this idea of there being winners and losers. Like I, I remember once talking to some, some, uh, like classmates of mine who, would kind of talk down on one of our mutuals who was, he was a really, really sweet guy. He was, he was a little weird, you know, as, as people who tend to be a little kind on the fringes of social groups are, um, Mm -hmm. a little kind of, you know, a little difficult to, you know, kind of peg down and like figure out, but like, he was a really, really sweet guy. And I don't think he ever, I don't think I ever saw him do or say anything that was like loaded with venom or toxicity or or any kind of you know sort of not an ill bone in his body yeah yeah well i don't know about that i didn't know well enough but you know like as as far as my my perception surface um, level it seemed like a good sure 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 and so but like the way that i watched people talk about this individual just because maybe he didn't sort of follow the same social norms or that he didn't um maybe kind of use the same forms of self-expression as the others did it was really kind of mind-boggling because i was talking to a bunch of fucking actors and if you like you know you're 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 literally studying how to practice empathy and here you are being a complete like just cunt to, to a person who shit. <laughs> doesn't deserve it at all yeah it was kind of just it was insane oh, to Lord. see unfold but like the fact that the amount of times they would refer to him as a loser or this or that. And I'm like, 
did you forget that he's in the same program as you? Did you forget, like, this this program that you so heavily like to laud and talk up about how, you know, only so-and-so, if you're proficient enough, get in. Like, they would love to gas themselves up like that. It's oh just like, Lord. so I'm like, please, please explain this to me. Because I'm, I'm, I just, I must be fucking stupid because I don't get this. Like, you are talking shit on this person, and yet he possesses at least by your estimation, this this sort of, you know, self-congratulatory speak, the exact same qualities that you do. Otherwise, why the fuck would he be here? It's not like <laughs> his mommy or daddy paid for him to get in. He auditioned to be here. He got in. And then he, he did the full four years. You've done shows with this person. You've done, you know, you've done so much work with him. But just because he's not fitting into your perceived sense of success or whatnot is is just ridiculous. It doesn't I, fit in with what you mentally associate with as the image of your success, maybe, or what you gauge your success off of. Yeah. And it's just, and illusion. therefore everything that they've, they've strived for everything that they've accomplished is null and void because it doesn't match my definition of success. That's kind of like, kind of like the whole, Oh, you didn't solve that math problem in the way that I taught yeah, you to, therefore yeah. it's wrong. Yeah, you you did you actually achieved the same result, but you had a different process. Therefore, you did it wrong. Actually, hilariously enough, and on a bit on a, on, a, on a bit of a lighter note, I would love to get into maybe not right now because we're about almost two and a half hours in on this inaugural fucking episode. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, but like I would love to talk at least a little bit right now. Maybe we'll save the rest for another episode. We can be a bit more you know gaming focused. Is that um. The current psychology or just just like the the psychology of like modern gaming and like the way that it's sort of this like petri dish for not just attracting but also just promoting really really fucking toxic behaviors that aren't not oh, they're not yeah. they're not just limited to to gaming they're they they they're you know sort of they they bleed into areas far far beyond where you have like people who in, like I, I still they, they kind of impress me, but like there seems to be this idea, especially in the gaming world, that if you don't play the game the way that I would have played it, you're doing it wrong. Like these people live in this delusion that like they live in a world where play style doesn't exist. It's so weird. Like and it's like, only the meta. <laughs> yeah, there's only the meta, right? There's nothing else. There's a but even it's like even within the meta. There's there's play style there's and there's the, like there's there's this sense of like when you watch like watch any professional sport I know you won't but I'm using this as an example <laughs> don't like, tell me what to do yeah when you look at like I mean American football is a great a great example because they're constantly changing up plays what is a play if not a fucking play style what is a, what is a play if not a, a series of parameters and instructions that's going to dictate how you're going to influence the game to unfold. And when yeah. you go, and there's a reason why they have people strategists that are paid really, really fucking well for those big teams whose only job is to analyze their co their competition. I almost said composition. Sorry, their competition to to figure out how this team plays. What are the most like common tactics that they use? Who do they get where? Like what positions are they playing? Where are they starting? Who are they benching? Who are they? And it's across all sports, right? Like you analyze the competition so that you can make your next best move be the most informed thing. And you change up the play. You change it, you change it up sometimes mid game, sometimes pre game. Sometimes you go, okay, fuck it. Like we, we need to go back to the drawing board and, and really hit it again harder. Um, 
And, and so it's like, this exists across the, especially in the highest levels of play, that if you adhere to too static of a meta, especially when we talk about like MLG, like think about worlds or the international for MOBAs, or you think about like, uh, what is it? I think LCS is another one or like esports in general. Like the last thing you want to do is, and this goes back to what you were saying about stagnation being death. If you're too fucking stagnant in that sphere, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to give your opponents the easiest fucking reads and tells you possibly can because you're a Absolutely. fucking, you're a robot at that point. You're an automaton. You're it's predictable. Like, you're predictable as shit. And like, okay, well, it's not even really a game because this fucker's doing the exact same shit day in and day out. And I'm just running fucking laps around him or, or, or whatever. But it's like this idea that in gaming and life and in whatever, and it can be music and anything creative. There's a right way and there's a wrong way. And if you don't fucking do it my (laughs) way, you're somehow, well, I don't agree with it. Therefore it's wrong. No, 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 no. There's, there's no such thing. It just not, it's just not your thing. Like move away from the fucking like ones and zeros, dude, this binary thinking is we're capable of so much more than that as people. And yet we, we just sort of default to the, to the basic. It's like you mm-hmm. have this incredible fucking computer in between your fucking ears. And yet you're just, you could only process two things at once well, when it I, comes to I, one and, topic. Well, and I, and I think, and I think, uh, I think a, a large part of that is also the way that we're conditioned by, by media to, to sort of, you know, the, it's the attention spans. Nobody can fucking. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Every, it's just constantly bouncing from one thing to the next, one thing to the next, one thing to the next. And it's like I'm guilty of it just as much as anybody else. You know, once the stimulus is run dry, and if you're, oh boy, I got a stim, I got a stim, 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 stim. You're on to the next thing, and you're on to the next thing, and you're on to the next thing, and then, oh well, I don't find this interesting because we haven't reached this, you know, stimulus stimulation point or this this point of like maximum fucking stimulus fast enough. Therefore, eh. Uh, I don't care. It's like, well, a lot of things that are very important in life to just sort of even again, like you said, it's like not not to make these grandiose philosophical claims, but like getting to know yourself is not an easy process. And oftentimes it's very fucking painful because who you are and who you think you are are could often oftentimes are two very different things. Like who Mm -hmm. I thought I was when I was fucking 18, 19 and, and like how much more I know about myself now. It's like I don't even really recognize. Yeah, no, you're some completely aspects. different person. Yeah, I don't. I don't recognize some aspects of myself. Others, others, I've seen kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, no, like that was definitely like that's me, and like this is only just sort of like ideally flourished, right, in in a positive sense. But like, yeah, other aspects, so you're you're a completely completely different person. But, um, but just like think of it, like imagine if you were to look back at yourself when you were 18, 19, and you were to say with confidence, I haven't changed one bit. What, what's what? scary? Yeah. What, that, that's terrifying. I had, I have to, I have to say something and it's, it's just, I'm not going to name her, but my first girlfriend at one point when I went into college, uh, so I, I, had, I had my first kiss when I was 18 years old, like definitely late to the party, late bloomer <laughs> through, through and through. First depends kiss, you, you know, at eighteen. Um, uh, what'd you say? I said depends. Yeah, you keep doing. No, right. yeah, no, yeah. But you know what I mean. Like when, like in in like comparatively, you know, I watched I watched people 
from like you know when I was in junior high, just like <laughs> sure, sure, fucking and making out, making out in the hallways, and dating, yeah. and having you know, and all this kind of shit. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know, man. I don't think I'm ready. And so yeah, first girlfriend, eighteen. Uh, we dated until I was about well, almost twenty ish, I think. I mean, like this is about no, I think a little less than a lot. It was like a year and a half long thing, whatever. There's a fling, you know, in retrospect, like first girlfriend is basically a fling. But um, yeah. yeah, so you're brand new, complete novice. I have no fucking idea what I was doing. And when I started going into, when I realized, I'm like, oh my god, you know, I think I think one of my majors, and it was, it, I understood entirely where she was coming from because I didn't know where the fuck it came from. I had literally. Like the last time I had done anything on stage was when I was like six or seven. And that was like some, you know, kitty shit fucking you're on. You have a couple of lines. You say your thing. You go sit down. I was a horribly shy kid. Horribly, horribly shy. And um, I would. I would like I had to pick, you know, what my major was going to be. And so one of them was uh, performance, like theatrical performance. And I know I literally like to this day, I don't know what the fuck came over me, but I was just like, no, that's it. I know it like on an intuitive level. I don't need to think about it. I know that that's it. And Mm. she was really, really put off by that because obviously theater kids, the connotations with actors, I'm fully aware of them. There's a reason I never I I would like add friends who were in theater in, in high school. I never wanted to touch that shit with a fucking 10 foot pole because I was like, I'm not sure what's happening here, but I don't think it's acting, and I'm gonna just not. I'm, I'm gonna not. Don't gonna, like it. Smells yeah, funky. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna move away. And um, and so I completely understood where she was coming from, but I told her like as as gently as I possibly could. I'm like, listen, like I I'm coming. I'm I'm discovering things about myself. I'm changing. I'm sort of stepping into this you know other version or this newer version of myself. And then she mm-hmm. just kind of like kept pushing back of just like, it was really, I mean, it was just like insecure teenage bullshit, you know, of like, oh, are you doing this to spite me? Are you doing this to this? You're right. doing this to make you me don't jealous. Love me. All this kind of like, no, dumb, dumb shit. I am doing it for me. <laughs> yeah, what am I doing it for me? Yeah, all this kind of dumb shit. Anyway, so I told her at one point during the conversation, like, hey, um, you know, change is okay, right? You know that change, like, I feel like we need to embrace change. Like, I, I'm coming to terms with this newly discovered out aspect of myself or, or facet of myself and i want to embrace it i want to see where this you know path leads and she literally was like no i don't i don't believe that i don't agree with that i don't i don't I think just, change I, is good I, she's like she's like and i don't think i don't she's like and i think that's a, she said something along the lines of like it's like a lie people tell themselves when they can't accept who they are and I was like, okay, well, first off, that makes no sense because I am accepting who I am because I'm telling you that I'm doing this. It seems like you don't want to accept who I am, but that's beside mm-hmm. the point. But I was like, and, and I, at one point I looked at her, I'm like, are you, are you trying to tell me that you've never changed? Like you, you're, you're kind of acting like I'm the only one here doing this. Well, like you're saying you've never yeah, gone through not a thing any, that you've any, experienced before with any like, other human. <laughs> yeah. Any changes. And she, I shit you not. I wish I could have had like a fucking drone camera filming this. Cause I would have, I would watch it back <laughs> annually if I could have with a hundred percent seriousness in her tone and her expression and her gaze. She goes, no, I'm the same person who I was since I was 12. And I just oh looked at her and I was like, uh, I'm really not sure. I don't, I don't even know how to respond to that. I was like, yeah, there, are, yeah. There, are <laughs> so the many, there are so many problematic things in what you just said, because like, 
here I was under the assumption that I was, you know, dating and fucking an 18, 19 year old when I, you know, like <laughs> that was my age at the time. And I was like, and you just told me that you think you're the same person that you were when you were 12. Do you have any idea what, how that fucking reads? <laughs> this like, raises some weird questions. What? Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. Let's table this for now. And uh, we'll talk about it later. And uh, yeah, about a month after we broke up. So it was great. I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of terrifying. Honestly. Yeah. I was like, and like, but like, I, I really, I, I remember asking him like, are you, are you fucking with me? Like, are you just trying to prove a point right now? She's like, no, yeah, are you just, are you memeing? Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm like, I seriously mean that. She's like, I have not changed at all. I'm like, dude, that is not something. If that's true, that is not something to be proud of. Also physiologically and mentally impossible. Yeah. Also, you're lying to me. Yeah. I'm like, what are you? What is the point you're even trying to make, man? It was just so bizarre. So fucking crazy. And I, I don't know. I know it was a bit of a tangent, but I just, yeah, like, the, like you said, like this, this, this willingness to embrace stagnation as a false sense of security mm -hmm. is honestly. I wonder if a lot of people are open to doing it because they see a lot of people in their lives growing up do it. You know, how many people have seen their mothers or their fathers settle, whether it's with each other? Oh, absolutely. Or whether it's for a job or it doesn't matter what it is, right? You just you kind of you see somebody get something they want and then they come up against um, or they think they want. And then they come up against like a like a, um, a, a resistance or an obstacle. And then they immediately back off. And they're like, well, good enough for me. I'm good. I'm not going to not gonna keep pushing. And I'm like, there's, there's a time to push and there's a time to rest. But there's never a time to just fucking give up entirely. To just accept that you are who you will always be forever until the end of time. Yeah, that's just so like, how do Nothing you Nothing is going to change. That? I don't want anything to change because I'm comfortable and I'm happy. But th that's the thing. It's like, are you? Are you actually comfortable or you're just you're in a routine and i understand we we are we as humans love our creature comforts i don't think anybody should i, I don't think living a life as a fucking you know continuously tortured individuals is, is is anything that anybody can recommend and be like oh you just you just need to keep putting yourself off balance constantly. You just need to be unless you're into the BDSM stuff, then that's different. But yeah, but bro, even, what even we're talking that, about here. But even that is literally fucking rooted in comfort and safety and consent. <laughs> it's like yes. it's, that's literally the <laughs> biggest sentence. Like, hey, you feel okay? How you doing? Red light, green light, yellow light, pineapple? No pineapple? All right, let's keep going. It's like got Johnny Balloon hands over here. <laughs> not my chin, not my problem. Not my chin, fuck you. Not my chin, I'm a bro. Um, yeah, it's like it's just it's I don't know. It, it's terrifying to see. Well, I think to me it's it's so terrifying because it's so easy to slip into self deception. It's so easy to backslide into these weird ass mental and like just cognitive emotional thought patterns and feelings and behaviors that no one is immune to this goes back to what we were talking about earlier when we mentioned like um oh my god elon musk and uh, high profile individuals like elon uh -huh. musk is kind of on the forefront of oh that's the queue that's the queue we're at two two hours and 36 minutes in 
We're getting ready to wrap up. Do we push it to what? three? <laughs> the yawn. The yawn. Oh, the yawn. I was like, that's what are you it. talking about? What that's happened? It? You just that's said it? Elon Musk. No. That's it. <laughs> that, that's it. No, 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 no. I'm just memeing. I'm memeing. But like. We've mentioned Elon Musk for the second time. Time to end the episode immediately. And that's it. That's it. That's it. We, we can't say it for a third time. Otherwise, we know what happens. He's just going to show up right behind us. His <laughs> summons. A, a boring tunnel is going to open up in the side of your Tesla's wall. Tesla's going to fly yeah, through my window. Through. <laughs> yeah. But so, so he's kind of. Of, um, he's kind of on, on my mind right now because I saw I saw that he they suspended his Twitter account <laughs> uh, um, because uh, I'm pretty sure of the games that he was playing with. I'm gonna buy it. I'm not gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy it because it's it's coming it's coming to light now that it seems like he was doing some pretty shady shit with his money because he I think it was like the fact that he owed some money to Tesla investors because of and not only that but like he's been under SEC like investigations due to like using his influence to basically pump and dump by being like i remember oh, one interesting point, well at one point i think this was like maybe a year and a half two years ago he literally tweeted out the price of tesla stock is too high lol and it crashed like it actually like <laughs> that tweet literally it wasn't a, i don't think it was a massive crash but there's a significant enough sell-off where like you know people were accusing him of being like yo what the fuck like you just scooped up even more shares for for cheaper because you were just able to use your influence to just say something like a meme or you know like something as memey as that yeah. like oh my god and they sell you know and they and they absolutely just like oh cool there's my opportunity to buy in awesome but i think there was there was some i don't know the details but there was some kerfufflery um in regard to his whole like i'm buying twitter i'm not buying twitter i'm going to buy twitter for 44 billion actually maybe not i'm not happy with the terms because the idea was that he liquidated i think 44 billion dollars and I, I could be completely talking out my ass uh he liquidated 44 billion dollars in his tesla shares to basically get mm-hmm. that money out in under the impression or under the like under the uh, um, under the rationale that he was going to use that money to buy Twitter, and then he kind of played this back and forth game publicly of like, oh, well, I'm not really happy with the terms. Well, I don't really want that. Or I don't really want this. And that now, when he's basically kind of completely, you know, said, no, I'm not interested because he probably just wants to hold on to the money. He wants to have, you know, the cash, the the, the liquidity. Right. Twitter just went, all right, bro, you're fucking done. We're not fucking doing this game anymore. You're just using us as an excuse to have that because now it's like, you know, nobody can force him to buy those shares back because they're probably at a different price now. And he can claim, well, no, no, no. You know, I I meant to buy the stock. But but, so such and such happened. (laughs) Yeah. And I wasn't happy with the condition. So I'm going to go ahead and keep my cool 44 billion and uh, there's nothing you could do about it. So but so that's that's another thing that I find really fascinating when you see, you know, you mentioned him earlier. And like, I, I understand that also he, he I mean, he spends a lot of time projecting a very specific image. I understand why mm-hmm. people like him. I mean, there's not many people in the world like him to begin with. And there's also not many people, I think, that have tried so hard to win over the uh, the the masses essentially i mean he's he's got i would say one of the biggest cults of personality that that anybody in the sort of tech slash automotive industry you know um has i mean there's a reason why people like will still i mean it's, it's branding right it's really good branding like how many people call oh, it absolutely, tesla yeah how, yeah how many people call it tesla tesla it's like it's a fucking car just call it a fucking car you don't need to tell me where you parked your tesla i don't need to tell you where i parked the ford or the nissan or the tesla Tesla, yeah, or if you're if you're from certain parts of uh, of ye old Great Britain, you got that nice little intrusive R, yeah, um, like Yoda's <laughs> Yoder. 
It's got that nice little, yeah, Yoder, Yoder from Star Wars. Um, But yeah, it's like, it's it's just, it's just kind of really interesting to see the perception of these kinds of individuals. And you mentioned, you know, like, oh, we, you know, flying cars and this and this Mm -hmm. and this. And it's like, do we really need flying cars? When you look at how fucking half-baked and brain-dead most people drive when gravity is there to help out, do you really fucking (laughs) want people fucking flying cars, dude? Like, most people can't even deal with two axes. They can't even fucking deal with the X and Y and inertia, let alone fucking... No, it definitely have to be some sort uh, of, like... Automated, automatic system because <laughs> god damn it you can't trust anybody no which is also so funny now that you can't even trust the but automated system since that's that again, also another thing that tesla well that's a whole different ball game but like tesla tesla's like automated systems have been having issues now too like i don't know how many cases they have now where like their autopilot just like didn't do what it was supposed to do or they pushed an update mm-hmm. and like something got fucked and like that's not software you want to bug bro that's not even like in my opinion that's that's software that you're like listen we got this shit as tight as we can fucking get it for the next five years. We're going to like literally leave this. At, and I understand technology doesn't work this way, but like ideally fucking compartmentalize that so that you're not updating the code base for something that could literally save or kill somebody every fucking Oh, by the way, here's the. Are you ready to update to Tesla Autopilot version 16.8? We added emojis. By the way, the pickle eggplant emoji. Uh, there's a bug where it actually kind of fries the fucking code base and locks you in your car and uh, targets children. <laughs> we don't know why it does that. We're testing. It but, you specifically know, goes after nine-year-olds it, with blonde yeah, hair. I don't know why. something about their profile. It's probably due to the, the, the emoji sprite that we added. Yeah, we just don't know why, but they're bloodthirsty. But anyway, it's ha- happy driving. <laughs> But don't worry also, about it, it because dogs. yeah, don't worry about it. Though your car can dance to fucking Blue Danube. Urgh, look, it's so cool. It's like, dude, we don't need more fucking toys. We don't need more toys. We don't need more distractions. There's there's a time and the, like they're great, and they shouldn't. We shouldn't just fucking get rid of them entirely. But like, I would love to see innovation that can actually like. Like, like, deal with some of the recurring fucking problems we have in this existence without mm-hmm. completely, like, fucking something up in the process. Like, all these people are like, oh, by the time you're 80, you're going to be able to lift to 170. Like, yeah. Like, why under would I what, want to? <laughs> under, yeah, under what conditions? Also, how much fucking time do you need? Like, dude... Like you're, you're. It's just I don't know, man. Like this is, I think this this ties ties into to what we were saying earlier with like how people sort of lull themselves into these false senses of security and comfort is because they think they have time, and they do, they do. We all do, sure. but none yeah. of us know how much. And that's a exactly. bit of a, that's a bit of a fatalistic uh, sort of you know lack of free will deterministic standpoint. But still, it's like you don't know. You don't know how much you have. And there is a sense of that, like, if you don't, if you start taking your time for granted, you start to adopt um, personality traits where, you know, like, oh, I'm totally fine. You know, it's only it's only been 10 years. It's only been 10 years that I've done fuck all. And like, dude, there's a balance, right? There's a balance between like pushing yourself and chilling. But yeah, if you've done everything you want to in life and then you want to be comfortable and relax and not do anything fine awesome or no it doesn't it doesn't even have to be that extreme you can literally just be like hey 
Uh, I did a lot recently. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to chill. I mean, I've talked to you about this and like, that's something that I really struggle with is because I love what I do and I want to do it as much as I can. And that is a yeah. really, really great way to get into burnout when it's like, and there's so many things that I still want to do. And my brain's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll do them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking stimming, bro. I'm fired up. Let's keep going. And it's like, no, man, relax. You, you don't need to rush. You don't need to go too far in any direction. You, you don't need to front load your life and just start knocking shit out so you can get on some arbitrary as fuck 30 under 30 list or some bullshit like that. I fucking knew I met a guy years ago who was in his mid to late 20s, looked like he was pushing 40 because of the amount of stress that he would put himself under. All because Sweet Jesus. All because he, no, he was like the CEO of like a, like an e-learning company. I mean, like he, he was a really great guy. I, I mean, I, every time I talked to him, he was, he was interesting. He was charismatic. He was, he was, uh, intelligent. Like, you know, he was clearly driven and passionate, but he also came from a family. First off, he came from an Indian household. And like, if there's one thing that's like very, very fucking evident in, in like Indian parents, especially like immigrant parents, like that is a level of pressure that is insane. And of course, his brother was a doctor. Well, how do we have that brotherly competition? Well, I gotta fucking, I gotta do, I gotta do you one up. I gotta be the CEO of a of a massive company and and all and all this kind of shit. And it's like this idea of perceived success of like I have. He was so determined to be on the like Forbes thirty under thirty list. And I, at one point, I wanted to be like, dude, you're burning yourself out so much. Who the fuck is gonna believe you're under thirty? Look at you. Like you're you're yeah. sh you're shredding yourself physically just for this for what? Why can't you accept that you've already done great things and you're probably going to do even greater just things in the future? Be happy okay. with yourself, dude. Yeah, man. Like you've done so much, you don't need to keep raising the bar because you know you get the thing. You maybe get a little bit of a dopamine hit, but you never get that that you know that fulfillment. You get a sense of achievement, but you don't get that deep sort of sense of I'm happy with who I am. I'm fulfilled. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to stop doing everything. It doesn't mean I'm ready to die. It means that I, I'm, I'm enough. I'm fulfilled. I'm going to keep moving forward with that, you know, carrying that within you and, and, and moving forward without it, without letting things sort of, uh, and, and outside influences like bind and, and affect you in certain ways. And it's yeah, like, just be okay with doing something for you. Don't, and, don't, don't do something because somebody wants you to. Yes. Or this idea of like, you know, my societal contribution hasn't been high enough. Do you get, you can't quantify that. Any amount of good that you've done is more than enough. You, there's no reason to, to sit there and to fucking ruminate over these things where you're just like, Oh, but it wasn't this, but it wasn't this, but it wasn't that, but mm -hmm. it wasn't, it's like, because that that's literally a never ending thing. It, it's actually what we talked about earlier. I think I really do think it's a form of greed. It's, you constantly want more. You want more achievement, more success, more, more progress, more this, more that it's never enough because the top of one mountain that you've climbed to is just the bottom of the next. The peak is just the foothill. And then it's the same mm -hmm. thing over. It is a fucking Mobius strip. It's like the world serpent eating its own tail and you're just along for the ride. And you don't even know where the start is or where the end is. You're just doing things. Crack along. <laughs> it's just. I mean, going back to the gaming thing, I think there's a lot of really sort of fucked up, um, really sort of fucked up psychological tricks that game devs put in 
to some of their products that essentially perpetuate that kind of thing. It's never enough, right? It's not, it's yeah. not enough to be on the leaderboard this season. I have to be on the leaderboard every season. It's not enough mm-hmm. to get this thing this time. I have to get it every single time. Or I got this yeah, thing. Yeah, you got to get the adept version of this. Yeah, thing. you got to get the hyper super deluxe. Like there's always some new trinket. There's always some new thing. And instead of like, like the healthiest approach I've been able to get to with that is like, if you want to push yourself, go for it. But enjoy the ride. Look at yeah, those things no, that you've acquired as mementos from your time spent doing that. And maybe what they can represent. Even if it's just as simple as, wow, there were some nice memories. There were some fond memories. Like, I'll be honest with you. I will never look at a thousand voices and just not smile a little bit because of the, circum- <laughs> the, the circumstances in which, like, that gun was given to me, you know? Like, it's fucking hilarious. Like, first, the absolute, like, fucking Grecian, like, struggle to get to it. And the absolute certainty that I was like, I'm pretty sure... I'm never doing this raid ever again with this group. And like, Mm -hmm. I still have never done it since. And the fact that it was like, I think you were so, I wasn't even aware of what the gun did. Like, I didn't even, I've never, I couldn't even tell you like, yeah, I've never seen it fired. And you were like, I got to get it. I got to get it. And like, I got it on the first go. (laughs) It's just like, yeah. I haven't even touched that since. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, we will at one point, I promise. We'll absolutely, we'll do a podcast. No, that one's got to be a stream. That's got to be a meme stream for sure. A raid Um, stream. Yeah. That'd be pretty fun. Absolutely. But like, um, it's just like that, that to me means so, and of course it's like, it's, it's personal, right? It's, it's my personal history there, as opposed to like, it's this thing that's been fed to me from this outside source that is somehow. It has value, not because of what it is, but because of the memory associated with it. Yeah. 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 And and interestingly enough, it's like the idea of like what it is, like, what is it? What is it in and of itself? It's it's a it's, good gun in a video game. Yeah, it's it's a model with textures and animations and code and parameters. And it's like mm-hmm. I understand and you're going to associate your identity with it. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. It's like that we as humans do that. That's something that's so fascinating about, you know, you talked about this earlier when we we're talking about, you know, the meme of like dolphins getting smart enough to like it, would they have the same issues like if another species if, if we all die in thousands or God knows how many years after the fact, some other life form on Earth involves the sort of capabilities that the human mind has evolved, like, would they face the same problems? Like, is this a, is this an inevitability or is this is are, are the issues we're facing just like, you know, kind of um, unique to our evolutionary timeline and pathway? And it's like, I, I don't know. It's, it's an interest, it's an interesting question. But at the same time, like it is it is also fascinating that humans more so than i think any other animal that our um our brains and the way we seek identity it just works on a level that's so fucking crazy in comparison like we know for a fact that birds and like whales and monkeys of different um species and regions have dialects they they speak differently right they identify they identify with one another based on the frequencies that they that they communicate on like that's not unique to us but like how many like apes have you seen or something or that are documented that were like okay this this ape found like an overripe mango hauled it out and has literally associated its identity with this fruit and like 
this is now the, the mango, mango ape mango ape mango fruit ape right like it's like it's it's identity is so interwoven with this external thing that it's almost just like it's it's pushing to the point of like malignancy where like we're talking about gaming but like the reality is that this shit can can happen anywhere we've talked about this with sports teams with politics and, and it, I, I think in a sense to kind of wrap it all up from what we initially started like that it it's what forms those boundaries and those barriers in between people it's what leads to miscommunication it's what leads or can not not always it it facilitate it can help facilitate miscommunication or misunderstanding which then can ultimately if unchecked lead to conflict um and it's just like we we all do it. It's so it's, weird. It's like people will crave that separation, right? Because they because people want to feel included and to a point and inclusive, but they also want to separate at the same time. It's, well, it's very it's very paradoxical it, and contradicting. And that's the thing. I think like maybe if if anything, going back to that initial conversation that we started off with with education is that. Maybe if there's one thing that we could say is that we would like to see more, <clears throat> excuse me, a more concerted effort or more opportunities presented in traditional educational systems like public schools and whatnot. And I mean, this this is funny. This used to be the case with like the fact that like philosophy or ethics is not required for any public school is insane to me. Like mm-hmm. these are these are fundamental questions about life and existence. And we don't most, want you to think. <laughs> yeah, no, no, of course not. That's not that's not the intent. And like this idea of like training people to get comfortable, and this doesn't necessarily have to happen just with like philosophy. It can happen with any kind of uh, uh, hard skill, any kind of technical skill. Like, like that's one thing I know. Like a lot of like senior programmers lament the fact that a lot of like fresh graduates come in with way too many preconceived notions about right or wrong. That they're actually incredibly inflexible and non-creative. And programming is inherently a very, very, very creative field. Most people might not think Mm -hmm. it is. And in some cases, it might not be because you're literally just sort of like if you're really doing really kind of rote shit, it's probably very, very, you know, mechanical. But even there, there's there's room for creativity. There's room Room for for problem solving. Yeah. And for and for like novel thinking. And so like the ability to hold a contradiction comfortably or a paradox comfortably and not get tied up in the logic of it all is is probably something that that would honestly benefit us in general like just as people far more than anything else like especially imagine, from an early age yeah yeah imagine being able to like have a conversation with differing opinions that doesn't devolve into that trite as fuck well i don't believe you but or i don't i don't think the way you think but i will fight to the death for your right to believe it like that's become such a fucking empty phrase of like i would what i would love to hear is maybe just like hey please tell me what your view on these issues whatever they may be is and and it doesn't even have to like it's weird it's like this push to agreement we have to agree right it's a debate there has to be a winner it's like no that's literally that's (laughs) literally not what debates were ever about the debate is always Intended to it's arrive like the at the truth. sharing of ideas. Well, and it's intended to arrive at the truth, whatever the truth of that particular uh, uh, um, conversation is, right? Where, like, mm-hmm. you're not interested in winning. It's not a fucking sports club, even though, I mean, debate clubs literally are fucking sports clubs now. But debate like, sports ball. The, the, exactly. 
coming where, up on ESPN. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, Give it a few years, buddy. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, when they branch out into other forms of streaming. Yeah, they true. do stream the politics. So, oh do, wait, really? ESPN does? No, but like, oh, oh okay. I was like, what the? Fuck? <laughs> it doesn't mean on t- on TV. Oh yeah, I was like, what the? Fuck? They do televise I... political debates, so it's oh not, okay, not yeah. Totally no, I, I mean, it's literally it's literally a clan fiesta, yeah, because it's exactly it's exactly that. Um, but yeah, it's but not it's... about who's who's winning. That's not why no, you do it. No, no, it's it's to arrive at the truth, and and the truth. Is very it's a very very tricky thing. I mean, just ask Sabathim. We know. It's very, oh, I don't know. Ooh. Does it exist in the world or in the mind? I fuck. I got so wet when I saw that trailer, dude. My inner philosophy nerd. I was like, oh god, yeah, sing oh god, sing it, queen, yeah. So good. But no, it's like it's the truth is very very tricky, very tricky. And I'm sure there's a, there's a lot of philosophers who would even argue that like, what the hell is it, right? If if all truth is is us saying it's it's the thing that the vast the most of us will agree is the case, that's a pretty shit parameter for it because then it just becomes a popularity contest, and then it's an like aspect of something that people agree upon. Yeah, mutually agreed upon things, right? It's, or like it's you, just an agreed upon thing, yeah. Right. I mean, and there's there's we could get way, way more into that. I don't I don't really want to go down the epistemological fucking route right now, but like <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just like it's it's so interesting to see again how much of our current society is just rooted in the feelies. It's rooted in emotion, it's rooted in what makes you feel good and what stims you. Mm-hmm. One way or another. And then everything is catered. Everything is so catered. Like, I got this email from Spotify, okay, saying, like, hey, here's tips for, like, you know, reaching Gen Z, the most, um, the most, like, connected, uh, generation ever. And I was like, well, yeah. Here's how to pander. Yeah, yeah. Here's how to fucking cater your shit to, to, like, the up and comers so you can make sure to increase your reach. And it's like, listen, I understand this is a fucking marketing, you know, like, this is marketing material, yeah, but at the same money time, good. I get yeah, it. Sure, sure, <laughs> I, I get it. But it was like it was so interesting. Where like, I mean, it made sense. Where they were like, um, it said something along the lines of like, they uh, more so than any other like generation uh, views and values um, curated things that are curated to their moods and curated specifically for them, as opposed to say like a top 40 or top 20 or whatever the traditional sort of structure for, for music was. And a part of me was like, well, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, like, first off, like half of the fucking tech didn't even exist 15 years ago, let alone like, you know, people Mm -hmm. like, I remember when people came across the concept of like, Oh my God, dude, like this person made a playlist. that's like curated to this specific mood. And you're like, Oh my, well, that's fucking dope. Hell yeah. Like, which is like, of course, yeah, people, people have been doing that in one way or another for a a hot fucking minute. But like Mm -hmm. the fact that it's, you know, so widespread and then obviously Spotify kind of like beat everybody to market with like the, you know, the Spotify created mood boards essentially with music and whatnot. Um, and it's like, yeah, it it all makes sense. But at the same time, it kind of makes me wonder of like, if everything is just hyper curated to you and you and your likes, like, like there's, there's inherently that inherent kind of you-ness, if you will. Right. That's like, it's there. It's, you have a personality, you, you have tastes, you have likes and dislikes. 
but also just mm-hmm. like how much of that is so easy to manipulate if i can tell you hey you should listen to this when you're in this kind of mood hi pavlov's calling would you like to take the call <laughs> i mean like it's literally pavlovian conditioning right like, oh it's, my it's, lord it's literally what yeah that is. no that's 100 percent it's just like, oh, hey, by the way, uh, you're feeling... And I mean, like, that only works to some extent, right? Where, like, if you're happy, music, you know, I'm not gonna... Like, if I'm feeling super elated, I'm like, bro, I just had a fucking... I'm gonna run? Bro, throw on a fucking... Throw on a Trent Reznor's Hurt. Throw on Johnny Cash. Put it on there. Yeah, put it Do on, it. man. I, a, I hurt myself. To, you know, look oh. Oh, pump it up. You know, I'm not going to fucking listen to that. Like, there's, yes, there's clearly happy music, pump up music and shit like that. Sure, but yeah. I do think there's a lot of space between the lines, between the genres, where you can sort of nudge people, you know, to one thing or another. It's why it's, I, I mean, I've thought this for the, for the longest time, but it's like, how much of the shit that you think sells so much music wise or book wise or, or, um, movie wise anything that's related to consumption video games how much of that do you think is that because this thing is genuinely an astounding piece of work and how much of it is hey you made a quality product that panders to people's conditioning because Mm. centuries decades not centuries decades decades almost over a half century now uh of very specific images very specific musical patterns chords things like that and i'm saying all of this with the understanding that there is absolutely a set number of stories that can be told uh, we've talked about this there's only so many chord progressions there's only so many notes that the novelty arises from new arrangements and new compositions and then you know the personal touch that comes in through someone's vocals or through their preferences right. or through all those things like you know the sake of again the gardener and the winnower right <laughs> like it's it's the the novelty is there and will always be there but there's only so much to be to be sort of taken from from the uh initial stock and so like how much of what we love we love because we grew up watching things that sold well because a part of that is that it's that fine balance between we know what people want and at the same time we also kind of tell them what they want because people don't really know what they want. But once we show them, they want to be told what know. they want. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you then you start adding in the fan base thing, right? Of people who like refuse to criticize a bad entry in a series, whether it's a show or something because mm-hmm. no, it's absolutely phenomenal. You have no idea how how talented these people are. Dude, it's you a don't shit know what film. You're capable of. Yeah, it's a, it was a shit film. It's okay. It's okay to say it was a shit film. Good no people can do a shitty job. Like, it happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Like, nothing is going to fucking... You're not going to knock it out of the park every single time, man. It's it's basic statistical probability. Like, past performance, not indicative of future performance. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, accept it. Let's move on. But, like, yeah, like, how much of what we love and how much of what we've, you know, been so passionate about over our lives... For one way or another, I mean, I've, I've caught myself in this before, for sure, when there's, like, some new game release... And I get caught in the hype and I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, this new Call of Duty is so fucking great. So much fun. And then, you know, like a week later, I'm like, what am I doing? Mean, this is the same fucking game I've been playing for like 12 fucking formula, years. Yeah. It's the same thing. I mean, literally, the menus are the exact same. Oh, the, yeah. guns, the guns feel the same. Everything. Feel, but it's like and it's not to say um, it's like it's not even a point of criticism. Excuse me. It's not even a point of criticism at this point, because it's like we've talked about this where like 
when I want to play COD, I want to play COD. I don't want to play Battlefield. I don't want to play Destiny. I don't want to play whatever. You want that specific thing. They lo- they have that shit wired, locked down to a fucking, like, to a fucking electron. And they're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. They know exactly what they're doing. (laughs) We know what they're making. We know what we're making. That's it. We're not trying to buck the trend too much. We're going to try to introduce new shit for the sake of novelty. And, and, you know, we got to sell a new product. So it's like, you know, like you said, hey, Modern Warfare 2 2022 is going to have an escape from Tarkov like extraction light mode. Sign me the fuck up. Let's go. Like way better than whatever the fuck Spec Ops was in 2019. But like (laughs) even that is just like the rest of the game. Yeah, It's going to be COD. It's gonna be cut. I know what to expect. Nobody, yeah. like, the fuck, you gonna be surprised about? They have, they have what you want there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just didn't see fucking mounting corners coming. Yeah. Yeah, it's real, real fucking revolutionary That's, there, bud. Oh my god. <laughs> What's next up? Leaning. <gasps> oh my god. They replaced the dolphin dive with a slide. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 this is going to be incoming's fucking six and a half hour, like, at YouTube analysis video where some dude's just going to get fucking methed up and just talk about fucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, man. Oh, Lord. Spe- speaking of messed up, we've been at this for over three hours, brother. Um, yeah, that's 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 crazy. I feel like this is a pretty good place to call it. Um, yeah, I, I, I would agree. Was, yeah, so that I mean, this is it. This is the first step. Um, Whether this be one three-hour-long one or if you decide to split it, I'm not really partial to any. Cool. Yeah. Any decision there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, let's just say thanks for listening. If anybody actually does listen to this, we're knowing us. We're probably just going to keep making these, even if it's just to make them. So yeah, <laughs> they're going to so be here. They're going to be here. So. Yeah. Hope you enjoy. Um, if you get bored, they'll just be here when you're ready. Yeah, they'll just be here waiting for you. Uh, anyway, yeah. Thanks for listening, y'all. Signing off. And until uh, next time. Goodbye. Bye.